Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. Is this thing even on? Well, I'm like smiling and talking to us ourselves but just like it's weird because on the computer it's not a zoom interface it is not and it's just our own voices <laughs> yes hi you guys um it has been a very very long time i will start i guess with our old introductions welcome to another episode of marissa explains it all i've it's it's really been a long time but um it has is it been me a year? i don't think it's been a year i want to say i want to say august okay what would you say September, August, Everything right? Everything was a blur. Yeah. Um, but somewhere around there, we have not returned. Oh, and my obviously lovely co-host, Joyce, is here. It's me. Um, but yeah, hi guys. It's been, it's been a while and I don't, I don't have an answer for you if we're going to keep going, but I know that I've owed you guys an episode for a while and it's been... It's been like a month now, right? That we've been trying to meet and talk about getting yeah. something going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all this shit went down, right? With y'all boy. And Not mine. <laughs> I'm talking about our <laughs> listeners. I know, I know. And um, I almost didn't want to do this because I'm like, oh, they're going to fucking sit there and say that I did this because all this shit is going down and I'm opportunistic and I... Uh, But then I'm like, you know what, regardless, we need to do an episode. And um, I got back on Instagram last month after Joyce was running it since, probably since the same time as we stopped the podcast, really. Yeah. And um, so if you guys thought, you know. You you were talking to me, you were talking to Joyce. If you answered, you definitely did not answer all my messages for sure. There was a lot of unanswered. And so in those, though, I found a lot of people asking about the podcast and stuff and so thank you guys, and I responded to everyone, and I said it'll come in April, and here we are on May seventeenth. <laughs> and um, but you know, I I uh, I gotta get out of my brain because I think I'm talking and still considering like what a person hearing it that just wants to know about the drama is listening for, and like I I stopped doing it because of those people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't love that shit at all and all this the drama that comes with it I don't I don't have anything to say about that stuff but there are the people that like remind me why I want to even ever have a podcast and it's the women that hit me and they're like yo when I hear you you know I relate and I fucking got a therapist man when people say I got a therapist because of shit that I said I don't think I don't know if there's a better compliment than that shit because not a, I don't know if that's a compliment or as as, as a so statement. It's rewarding. Yeah, to know that there's purpose. I'm helping people be better people. Like that's what I really give a fuck about, and that's what I've always given a fuck about. And um, maybe my message gets lost in translation to people that are committed to not wanting to understand it, but. Um, 
I'm doing this for <laughs> who I don't know who's left because I've been gone for like I said a long time and I'm sorry like I just it, I did I never ended the show because I knew that I still had things to say but at the same time it was just like after my awakening in April of last year now it's been a year I was like an awakening is is a is a ugly beautiful journey right and so you guys heard from me after it happened in April mm-hmm. and it was cloud nine bunnies and rainbows like it was it was so fresh and yeah so I finally felt things for the first time yeah. in life and I finally under not first time in life but the first time in a long 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 time and I finally realized the level of anxiety I had been living with and the issues that I was dealing with but I think it was the euphoria of the discovery of all those things that kept me vibrating so high and in such a great place that it almost deceived me into thinking that that feeling alone, what, like that I had solved those problems because, yeah, because alone. now I discovered the problems and now I'm so happy that those issues aren't even an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I thought of it more like that. Like, okay, well now I discovered the root of it, so it's going to naturally solve itself. But and there's still that healing yes, that you need to do. I don't think mm-hmm. I realized the journey that was ahead of me and the darker places it was going to go. And so at my birthday of last year, so that awakening happened in April. By the way, y'all, it is May now. I have not had sex since that awakening a year and a month. And and I promise you guys, and I've talked about this, or I mentioned it on No Jumper, It is. I am not doing this to be some type of spiritual yeah like oh i'm changed now and i hate men or you know i'm i'm saving my i'm not doing any of those things like it just it just hasn't happened my energy i think has literally been like closed off to that but you know maybe that's like a blessing no it is a blessing because it's like you're not giving like you know i mean we talk about like hoeing is hoeing and it's fun to be a hoe yeah for sure but you know like you're not particularly like ready to share Um, your energy with somebody else and you've done so much work to protect your energy and it's like when the right person then you know yeah and I think I'm I think I've just gotten to a point where it's like I mean I don't know but I'm still so in flux right now that I I would think that I probably would not be very great in a relationship right now anywhere even trying to get there because I'm still in the process of relearning who this person is that I truly am. Yeah. Because that awakening, like I said, it it opened my eyes to the disservices I was doing myself. And just, even though, again, and I've reiterated then, I'll reiterate it now, I'm not ashamed, upset, or feel like I had any missteps at all, ever. I think mm-hmm. everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. And I'm very proud of how I've carried myself thus far. Um, you know, I'm, I hate that I'm consistently misunderstood, but... I guess that happens when you're blazing a trail of sexual freedom and I don't know, all the other things. But um, but so around my birthday of last year, after the four months, I guess, of, you know, rainbows and yeah, also- yeah, well, pandemic, but yeah, but also just all after the four months of just like the euphoria, 
it was I brought all those energies into one space, all my friends from different walks of life and stuff. And I don't know if I still haven't figured out what happened there, but there was a trigger that I just shut down. And I, I, I think it was just maybe realizing that not all of these friends were going to be coming with me to this next phase of my life Mm -hmm. and understanding, but not understanding really why or like what was bothering me, but just knowing like this isn't fitting anymore. These people aren't working all of, not not necessarily all of them, but um, it was just a lot of energy at one time that I don't think I've really bounced back from. I think it took me to a deeper place of oh there's actually a lot more work to be done and so um so you know august and september i was still like kind of hanging on by a string because the sun was keeping me happy and mm-hmm. um then daylight yeah you know fucks that whole shit and up. there was still like the high i was holding on to a little bit more even though like whatever sadness that came through from my birthday was there too it was like kind of dancing with each other at that point was it the first time you've had like birthday blues because like people talk about it like it's a regular thing yeah it's my birthday i'll cry if i want friends like experience and it's kind of you know a good friend of mine was talking about how she just kind of had imposter syndrome because she works for an ad agency she manages a team of like 10 different people and she's like bro like i'm sucking dick during zoom meetings but i'm like leading a a whole meeting at the same time and she's like it feels so weird like i'm 25 i shouldn't be a manager of like 10 different people and then she's like on her birthday she like had a freak out because she's like bro like i don't deserve this or like i don't know i feel like it's a it's a thing that I hear about, like having like no, I, it's blues. it's a thing. It's literally they make songs about it, but um, I I would say that I haven't experienced it in a in a long time. I think I used I think, bro. There's just been so many layers of my life, so many like different chapters of my life that mm-hmm. like the music industry chapter. I haven't really felt many birthday blues because there's always like people around me and like dick suckers and just I don't know people saying the right thing at the right time type of shit so I don't really feel that um prior to that I used to feel it because I never could like I've just always I have so many different friends that like don't make sense together and I could never get them together and so I would always feel it on my birthday yeah but I always feel it on my birthday I think back in the day like fuck I feel uncelebrated because no one would really take point on like lead for it helping me you know I don't know I don't know what I was expecting back then, but so it wasn't really even that this year or last year, rather. It was just literally, I mean, like I said, I was already in flux because I I feel like 2020 was supposed to be the year prior to the pandemic that I was really going to figure out like what I want to do next. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And so at first I'm like, I bet, well, shit ain't my fault. I'm going to just chill and have fun and be and create. And then I think as the year wore, you know, then my birthday hit and then August, September came and I'm starting to realize, like, first of all, this pandemic's not going away. But second of all, neither is this depression. And I don't know what, like, who am I anymore? Like, I I don't fucking know. And I'm still figuring that out. And it's why I haven't wanted to do a podcast, because if I don't know who I am, I haven't, I still haven't. I mean, I I haven't... it's not coming out how I want to say. It. I know who I am at my core. 
I don't understand certain things and I want to know what my place is in the world. And I don't know what that is yet. And it, uh, I don't know. I've, do you feel prepared, but you don't have a plan? Yes. That's exactly how I feel. My boyfriend and I talk about that a lot. I'm a planner and he's a preparer. So he never has a plan, but he's always prepared for something that's going to come at him. Whereas I have a plan and I have major anxiety because things don't go according to plan. And I always freak out and I'm like, oh my God, this isn't working out. Oh my God, like this person did this. Now what am I going to do? And he's like, you got to be prepared for like what comes at you. Whereas I'm like, I need to know what's coming at me. Yeah. I think like... I don't like having plans like that because they never work out. Mm-hmm. And I've found that every time I think I'm onto something, God and the universe are like, no, nice try though. But this is like, you're off completely. So like, I don't even know whether to trust that. So like, but my whole life, I feel like I've been living, I mean, no, my whole career, I feel like has been a little bit more of a career of circumstance than intention. And so even though I was prepared for all of those moments, yeah. I land like I ended up in those moments. I didn't I didn't plan those moments. I didn't go to school to yeah. do radio. I didn't go to school to do journalism. I didn't go to school for any shit other than marketing, which I don't even fucking use at all. I don't know how to market <laughs> water to a desert. I don't know how to do any I can't. It's not for me. I don't know how to do any of that shit. But um I say that to say, like, you know, I've kind of just tried everything because I was in those rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I knew I've always loved music, and I knew I always cared about, like, the ins and outs of it. But as I've made my journey through music, you know, it's just, again, like, ending up at the right place at the right time and being able to to, you know, do those things and writing and all that stuff has been cool. And it's like... Even ending up on podcasts and stuff wasn't my game plan, but I ended up there and it was great. And I guess I'm a little all over the place, but I guess in getting sad, I realized that like even podcasting, I hadn't planned for it. I just liked it because I was able to like speak my mind, but it seems like to me, I was always not being heard properly every time that I spoke and I think even now the people that really listen to Marissa explains like I I I believe a majority of them really came from like Amber's show mm. and um and people that were fucking with me since Flex because for whatever reason No, here's the thing Marissa that you like we I feel there is like so much personality and life that you have and like that's what we're here for. Even myself. And I think that we had a meeting with our friend Jocelyn, who's higher women. Shout out to Jocelyn. She's been on our show before. And I feel like she's also a testament of just, like, it's it's about, you could be talking about anything, and we could fuck with it. Because it's just the humor that you bring, and the life that you bring, and it's not... I don't know. It's it, it, it. I don't want this to be like a dick sucking me no, thing. No, I'm like, but, like this bitch is so just wanted people to tell. But but no, that's thank so you. No, true. I need to hear. And it's it's like some some stories like there's really no like re, like 
I don't know, moral of the story, but it's just entertaining it's fun. and it's I mean, fun. And it's- that's what I want to do. I want to make people smile. I want to make women feel like when they hear me, I want them to feel like something makes sense because a lot of times I feel like I hear people talking like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do you think like that? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's not that's not right. That's not good. And like, you know, just so much shit. And so like, I always felt like, I, like, oh, I fuck with this woman 75%. Like, I love her career shit. But then like, she'll say some super misogynistic shit too. Or, you know, I fuck with this dude. I love his thought process. But then he said, you know, like, so I never found a woman that I felt like, yo, she thinks like me, like she moves like me, you know? So it's like, I, I would like to provide that feeling for women because I think I've always felt so confused, I think, more than anything. But you like, know what? I feel like as people, everybody is confused sometimes and you need like perspective. You need to hear these difference of opinions. Even if you don't agree with somebody, it's like, oh, like your brain opens up like that's how somebody else thinks. And it's just like having having that broad for sure different you know walks of life different perspectives different people saying different things hearing about you know someone could just have a completely different lifestyle from you but still relate to a point that you made absolutely and I think that that's like the coolest part about just podcasting or just sharing stories in general it's like we all can pick up little bits and pieces that you know might stick or might not at all. But then you're like, oh, my homegirl thinks like that. Yes. And this is how she sees the world. like, And it gives you, you know, it opens things up and it helps you be kinder to people. Yes. And, like, to me, this is my therapy, too. And put, like, spilling my guts on these things and then hearing from people that are like, yo, same, bro. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, there are more people like me out yeah. there. I get it. It makes, like... I think my whole life I've been trying so hard to figure out how my own brain works, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like having a platform. I like having a stage. I like being heard because it brings people to you that almost like tell you about yourself, but in like a positive way. Like I think I've yeah. always looked for that kind of feedback because I've, I just have so much noise in my head and... I've always been pretty happy. I've always been pretty cool, but I've always known like I'm not great inside. Like there's something off, but I don't know what that Mm -hmm. off is, which is what, you know, why I started therapy those years ago anyway, just trying to figure out like, okay, well, I think of my mom and I kind of like think she's really rude. And I think of my dad and I think he's obnoxious and I hate all of those interactions. So like, let me work through that. And so with that too during the pandemic like so mind you I fell into just a I I would call it a deep depression I guess I don't I don't think I could call it anything else and it was just became this like day in and day out I'd wake up come downstairs doom scroll online and just like order postmates and then go to bed like there was nothing changed about that every day like October November December and um Damn, where was I going with that? Because I was going to get to my stomach issues. Oh, my mom. So, you know, in the whole awakening, you know, as I've talked about on this show before, I've had issues with my mom. I've had issues with my dad. But for the most part, I always would say, like, oh, I had a wonderful child. And I did have a wonderful child. Mm-hmm. I had a roof over my head. I lived a middle, like, middle, middle class life. Um, 
it was great, but I think I never was able to articulate what it is that my parents did that like fucked with me so much. And in that awakening, I thought I had it all. I thought I figured it all out. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't realize that there was just so much more to go. And now that I have this new level of awareness, my my interactions with people would tell me everything even more that I need to know. And I didn't realize that. I thought that just from that place, I figured it all out. But there was so much more to learn now when I get around people again. And it's almost like a gift and a curse, this new level of awareness, because this this same level has caused me to, to like not be as cool with people anymore this year because now I can see all sides of people when I talk to them. Like immediately, it's almost like scary and I kind of don't like it because I don't like... Like, sometimes I just want to enjoy, like, some people. And it's, like, I can see the sides of you that are just, like, not it. And, like, it's just not working with me. And it's just not, we're not meshing, you know? And so with even with my mom, I was able to finally see, like, what was the issue or at least start to get to that point. So we were on a call in October it was just a random routine phone call. We were laughing about something. I talked to my mom every day and she said something about her husband. And again, I didn't know, like, this is what taught me a trigger because I never knew what exactly my triggers were with her. I just mm. knew that I would always be annoyed. And she said something about her husband and it tripped me off. And in hindsight, now I could recognize that all she was doing was like praising her husband or saying something cutesy about him. Mm-hmm. And it it set me do off. You feel like she doesn't do that for, for you. me. Mm-hmm. And I and I I don't think I ever realized that that was what was making me so mad. Because even back in the day, when I would be annoyed that she'd be like baking or some shit, and she never did that for us, but she's doing it for Ray, I'd be like checking myself. Like you're being the the, the textbook kid of a step parent that's jealous of the step parent. Like and I and I would sit there and like really battle myself like and bro you're not jealous of like the attention he's getting because you don't even want her attention like what is you know so I would second guess that thought and then leave it alone and so I thought maybe it wasn't that and so she she said something and it triggered me and I just fucking went off and like because you feel like you know and like I think we talked about this before but like I mean we all like want validation yeah somebody yes like you feel like she was directing it in the moment I don't I don't I didn't have enough awareness, awareness to but, say but that that's in, what it in was. hindsight yeah. yeah and so I get the same way my mom like she's an accountant and she'll always like tell me about her clients and about the amazing shit that they're doing and I'm like I get so annoyed I'm like I don't care <laughs> do you do you notice that you act a certain way yeah I think that everybody who's close to me will know that I care about my mom a lot but she pisses me off and like even Jordan like I make him like be nice to her I'll be like okay we're going to my mom's house this weekend like you have to hang out with her like I have to go in the other room because like I cannot talk to her yeah for extended periods of time it makes my blood boil but I'm like okay like I know I have to go down there it's her birthday weekend we like I'm gonna show up but I can't do the the shit like I can't fake it and I'm I would have, I'm pretty rude, like, I, and I'm aware of that, and it's something that I need to work on, but I haven't really reached that level yet, because I'm very, I'm quick, I'm like, 
mom, like, that's so annoying. Like, why? And also, I feel like a large part of it, too, is because I really care. So sometimes she's, like, blind to so many things. I'm like, mom, do you not realize that this person's trying to bamboozle you? And, like, she says I'm way too direct. She says I try to parent her and, like, I do all these things, which is true. I'm like, it's not a lie. But I'm also like, mom, you have no other person in your life that's going to tell you like straight up what's going on so i like i feel because i care about you i'm gonna tell you and be so you know and i think for me like when i was a kid my mom was um a surrogate so she twice to twins oh shit oh my god some mad babies that really (laughs) fucked me up because like we grew up poor i grew up poor and I didn't have a lot. And then I was like, why would you want to, like, like let other people become parents when I feel like I need a parent? Yeah. And that really fucked me up for the Yo. longest time. And, and, you know, every time I tell people, they're like, oh, my God, your mom is so selfless. Like, she's such a good person, blah, 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 Girl. blah. And at the same time, I'm like... Yo, like, my mom was going to other doctor's appointments to help other people have kids and, like, missing out on my shit. And, like, that was a lot for me. And I think that that's something that I'm still... I feel like when I was going... Graduating high school and going to college, I kind of was like, okay, was really selfless. And I understand that, you know, it was a great thing that she did. But it still took... It's still taking, you know, a little bit Yeah, I mean, was it as selfless or was it, you know, like... To me, I feel like she means really well. She meant really well. But it was just hard because I was like, damn, like, you're missing out on my school play to go to a doctor's appointment for someone else to have a kid so that they could go to their school plays. Right. And so that was, like, hard as fuck. And, like, even, like, to this day, like, I feel like my relationship with my mom is I feel like she doesn't – she never really understands me. Like, she'll know what I'm doing and then she'll always be like, you should talk to this person because they do this and they might help you in this field. I'm like, mom – I don't do that. Like, I I understand the sentiment, but this has nothing to do yeah, with what I'm interested in. And she'll just pull things out of, no, like, out of thin air. She'll be like, this person makes mannequins. Maybe you should talk to them. I'm like, Mom, what do I do with fucking mannequins? Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, don't you work in fashion? I'm like, Mom, not really. Like, what? So it, I feel like our relationship with our parents, is it's always going to be, like, one of those things where they don't fully get it. But I, I think that more and more as I'm talking to people, and I think this vulnerability that you have, like, in sharing this is really important because a lot of people probably feel that way, that well, their parents yeah. misunderstand them or that they – and as much as we feel like our parents are misunderstanding us, we probably misunderstand, are completely yeah. misunderstanding them. But I think for me it was, like, with my mom, she's so smart mm-hmm. and – pretty well spoken that like and has always blamed me for our issues Mm. so I even though in my heart and I feel like this has been a repeated pattern in my life with everything even though in my heart I felt I'm like dog I I'm not I'm not agreeing with this like I don't agree but with consistent problems and like no solution I would internalize some of that like I must be a bitch I must be Mm. difficult I must be the same way like you know a a big reason why even though I'm so grateful for the platform that I had on on in this podcast later I I almost hate it too because it's like um 
with like even my telling my stories like damn i literally just lost my train of thought again i gotta stop fucking smoking weed but um but like even i'll come back to that thought but with my mom it was just like literally what was i just saying before that about her about stuff i was about ray and ray yes i I know. know but like how she misunderstood me misinterpreted shit oh because she was so smart so like with the with the joe fans too it was like i'm telling these stories these funny fucking hilarious like and i just saw a tweet that i posted 11 years ago too like everyone always tells me i have crazy stories even like in my yearbook this and that and like i i loved the like just making fun of myself in a way that was like nice and silly and like Mm -hmm. you know all these lessons like i know what i'm doing is silly i don't think i'm like out here changing the world or anything like that and i'm just sharing these fucking funny stories for laughs and when when it's time to buck up i always buck up like i'm i'm always about my business i get shit done and i play around a lot too and i tell those stories and it's fun so when i got on that on, on a platform i continued with the one thing that made the most sense was telling stories and i to this day don't regretted now i'm happy that i finally understand myself to the point that like i can tune out the noise too but in those moments and i still have my weak moments now it's like people would tell me back you're telling those stories for clout you're telling those stories because you're a dumb hoe and you're, you're fucking to get in the industry and doing all this and like even though I did not agree with any of that. And they'd be like, you have daddy issues. And I'd be like, me and my dad are fucking cool, you bitches. And so, like, all of those things. But I wouldn't turn... Although, they were actually a little on point with that a little bit. Um, like, things I didn't realize. But I would internalize a lot of that and be like, I must be trash for telling these stories, right? Like, maybe, you know? And, like, like lo- I would lose the reason why I was even doing shit. You know what I mean? When you felt this way, did you ever express that to other people? Or did you keep that completely inside? No, I would always ask people, like, my circle, like, yo, I'm bugging? Like, did I talk too much? Did I say too much? Like, am I, am I, am I spilling way too much tea? Like, and, I mean, sometimes I would be. I think sometimes I definitely over-talked because there was a self-esteem issue within me that my whole life I've been told I'm fat, I'm shaped like a box, I'm this, I'm too loud, I'm obnoxious, like just for existing. I don't bother people. People have always, my whole life has something to say. And cool, whatever. Like at this point, it doesn't even matter. But um, I think a part of me, it was just literally almost like sticking into the system too. Like, look, this bitch, y'all called all these things like, yeah I can bag them baby like I don't know what y'all talking about but I'm pretty fucking cool like you know I think I'm pretty great and so I do believe I maybe overhinted a little bit not because I wasn't looking I don't want those articles about me and so and so like I work in this industry bro yeah. like these are my peers I don't want that but I did kind of want you to have an idea like damn I right. she out here I don't know who she talking about but like mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't prove it yeah so that's that in my mind it was always that like okay well they can't prove it so they're not gonna really like post about that shit or whatever and I'm not saying it so no one's gonna really get I'm like and to this day I'm still cool with the very few people I talked about because I think it became I'm getting on a tangent but it became more than me it became I'm I fuck all these rappers and I, you know, I broke it down on Adam. And I'm like, it was like three people, I think, that like. It was the same, yeah. <laughs> the same three people over and, and, and over and again. And I know for a fact that you're still super cool with all of them. All of those people. Yeah. I love them to death. I support them to death. The respect is vice versa. Like, it's it's it's, it's all there. And, I, and 
you know, and I talked about this in the Awakening episode last year. It was one of them specifically that I hung out with in March last year that brought up all that shit for the first time and was and saw me. I felt like no one ever wants to see me for me. And he, you know, again, I talked about this last year, but he said like, yo, I get it. We get our first platform and we kind of word vomit and we go a little crazy. That's the thing about word vomiting too. It's like once you do it, you can't really take it On back. a podcast, you can't. You cannot. Like, you know, and so like... And I, like... Ooh, like I have anxiety. Like I, yeah, I haven't hung out with people for like fucking so long. I have anxiety. And yeah. um, I hung out with a bunch of like my high school friends the other day. Oh, I was like living for your stories. They were very happy and like the toes were out again. It was like oh, you know Joyce. what? I was really happy. Oh, but even afterwards, I was like, damn, did I say too much? Did I talk about myself too much? Like, did I ask enough questions about other people? Was I being normal? Like. And you know, it's like, it's so crazy. Like, I was like, did I word vomit? Like, I don't know. And, and I, we're going to have, we're going to have that a lot, I think, right now because we haven't been socializing. So give yourself grace. Imagine that. that though, like on a public platform. Like, I, you know what I'm That's saying? That's me all the time. I went to dinner with five of my closest friends that I went to high school with, and I sat at home the next day, like, oh, fuck. Did I talk about my boyfriend too much? Did I talk about my job too much? Like, did I, did I ask Dell enough questions about her new job? Like, I was literally sitting at home with, like, with, like, a ball in my stomach for hours. It was horrible. And it's, like... Dog, it's real. Anxiety yeah. sucks, man. Like... It eats you in the fucking ass. Like, it's... It's what I've lived with, and, and, I, and I learned it came back full circle during the pandemic. Um... But to bring that story back with my mom, it was just like, uh, uh, so many words. What What is your relationship like now? Well, that fight, right? So Was it a fight? Did you tell her? No, I went off on her. And it was literally just like, she said that and then... I felt triggered and so it's interesting to it was now that I'm now that I'm aware and I have this level of awareness when I get triggered and I do stupid shit now I'm able to sit back and be like interesting I'm reacting like this interesting did your mom ever react at you that you look at being like damn she must have been triggered by something not in I, I haven't figured that out yet when I don't th- know if there's that I don't know if she's aware enough to get there and I haven't noticed yet well no you know what I'll get there in a second kind of um but so with that I like as soon as she said that shit about Ray I I realized my reaction is to make her feel bad about her parenting because Mm. I was so angry and again this was all knee-jerk stuff and so what it was so irrelevant I'm like oh my god by the way random mom I saw this tweet on my time hop today from 10 years ago about how um, I was tweeting about this hashtag like my mama taught me and when I was talking about you I was like lol hashtag my mama taught me nothing because she never like talked to me and my mom was like okay I'm like oh my god and then Carol chimed in from the time hop on 10 years ago and Carol was like um can I dig it in? yeah and I think it was actually my mama said not my mama taught me and I was like um, and Carol responded and she was like, LOL, your mama said nothing because, you know, we walked past her on her with her crossword puzzle and she didn't even look up, LOL, because that was always like the running joke that my mom didn't speak to anybody that walked in the fucking house because she's rude as shit. No, that's my parents though. Oh, that God. was one thing that pissed me the fuck off. My, par- my friends would get in the car and my dad wouldn't even know who it was. Dog, like just shit <laughs> like that is so like crazy. How are you a parent, bro? But so anyway, so in that moment, I reacted in that way, right? And then I just was like, cheers becoming like a child like 
dissed her on my Facebook status, just being fucking ridiculous. And like all of it was corny and like, I don't like putting drama on the internet. I think I've done a pretty good job about keeping it off over the years, except my meltdown on Valentine's Day in 2019. So, but with that, like, so I don't put that type of stuff on the internet. And like, I'm on Facebook with literally all these people I went to high school with, like, and just posting about my mom doesn't get me. And one time when I told her I met Mariah Carey, she responded, so are you trying to make me jealous? And I was like, what? And I'm just like posting this stupid shit. on Like, these people don't care. Like, why am I posting this? Like, it just, it was so interesting to watch myself turn into a child because of this mother wound, right? Like, it, yeah. it was so deep and it was so knee-jerk reaction. Like, I was not having control over these these things. And we did not speak for two months. And... She's petty. I'm, I, and I was hurt. I, I would say, and I mean, I'm sure I said things too that probably like upset her in that moment. But like those two months, as I and I was on some like, I mean, like I sat here by myself on Christmas. I sat here by myself on Thanksgiving. Like no friends, no anything. Like just me by myself. Easter even, even though we were fine by then. But I was just on some like, yo, fuck the world. Like no one understands me. If my own mother doesn't fucking get me, like, like how do I expect anyone to ever understand? And I think that's been the thing I've like battled my whole life. Like I personally feel that I lay it all out and that I make everything very clear and I make all my emotions clear and all my thoughts clear and all my desires, my needs. I always, in my mind, think it's, it's, it's very simple. I think I'm a very... I don't think I'm a very intricate person at all. And I'm sorely mistaken because it seems like every person in my life, even my closest ones, even my mother, even my best friend, they they misinterpret my actions. And I don't think my whole life I've been self-aware enough to understand where we're getting lost in translation. Mm. And so it's just always resulted in me lashing out and my my lash out techniques aren't the most healthy either I shut down or I act like a child like I was with my mom like those are the things that need the work and this you know even though it was shitty that me and my mom didn't talk for two months that's where I learned those things I'm like oh shit like that's what I need to work on I need to work on how not to shut down I feel like as somebody who's your friend like I think a lot of what you're saying we all have defense mechanisms yes. to protect yeah. ourselves. Yeah, it's all out of protection. And I think that, like, you're saying, like, okay, you feel like you've been, like, the most transparent or that you you put it all out on the table. But I don't but know I think if I that have. You, like, there's still some walls that you put 100%. up. hundred percent. It's so hard to be a hundred percent vulnerable with anybody. I think. And even even yourself, like, starting with yourself is the hardest part. So if, if that's the hardest part, just imagine, like, laying it all out for others to see. that That's, like, a glass wall that you don't want people to break all the time. And so it's it's not a fault to your own. It's, like, if anything, like, you, like, are trying to make sure that you stay intact. And yeah. You- it's, it's all defense mechanisms, but consider too I didn't even know who I was so how could I expect people to understand me for me I think my whole life I was just praying that someone could make sense of me to me because I never could 
and I was almost placing too many expectations. Although a lot of people dropped the ball on me for sure, but I think I was placing too many expectations on everyone around me. Like, yo, figure me out for me, please, because I don't fucking understand. And, um, but like the whole thing with my mom, I think just at least showed me like what it is that like gets to me, right? And so we spoke on, uh, I think on Christmas and my whole life, our issues have been we fight like cats and dogs and then we don't address it at all. And we just, and like, she's fine. Like, yeah. So we talked on Christmas and it was very light. It was Christmas. So we're not going to go have this long talk. And she's with her husband and like his, I don't know, family and shit. And they moved to Georgia. And so, um, like, just outside of Atlanta. And so they're there. And so we talk, but I told her, I'm like, Ma, there's like a lot of things we got to get into, like, eventually. And this isn't, I'm not, this time, I'm not going to let it go. Like, I want to have these conversations. I want to address this with that's you. That's important. Yeah. I think that with me and my mom, like, you said, we fight like cats and dogs. Like, we do that all the time. I feel like it's mostly me fighting with my mom. And my mom's like, okay, whatever, 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 whatever. And I'm definitely too pussy. Too... It's not that you're too pussy, bro. This shit is heavy. It's a lot. That's, it's fucking see, heavy. See, that's the thing is that right now there's not a lot going on like in the world. But I also feel like I'm in a good place right now. And especially with my dad, like shit is fucked up and it's been fucked up. And people are like, how are you still so cordial with your dad if he's like so fucked up? And I'm like, because honestly... I don't have the mental capacity to yes. cry for three yes. months straight. Yes. Because That's if it. I have one conversation with my dad, I'm going to fucking blow up at him, tell him he's the worst person ever, and it's going to ruin my relationship with my whole family for like three years. And I'm just not ready for that. Like, I like that I can text him once in a blue moon and ask a question, and then like he'll send me some pictures if I want them, or I can talk to my aunt, and it's not a big deal. But I'm like, Yo, if I, like, gotta really get into this shit with him, I'm gonna rip him a new asshole, like, and it's gonna be fucked up, and he's gonna be hurt, and I wanna hurt him, mm-hmm. and I'm not prepared for that, not right now, so I'm, I'm willing to do, like, Yo. 10 years of just, like, getting by here. until it, and then yeah. it's gonna explode, and it's gonna be really bad, but maybe at that time, like, I'll have my own family, so I won't be like, oh my god, my dad is so bad. You don't know, though, too, you might start planning for a family and be like, you know what, before, because that's what it was for me, um, and, uh, well... Let me not cut myself off. And you might say, like, you know what? Let me start working on this now before we do that. But so that was why I started therapy years ago because I'm like, yo, I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife. And that's so important. Like, I yeah. need to fix whatever it is because I have resentment towards these motherfuckers and I'm not carrying that over to my but fucking kids. You know how, kids. like, amazing that is for you to realize that you need to do these things before? I because hope. so many people get themselves in this hole where it's like, Damn, the cycle just repeats. Yeah, and and like, so to piggyback off of that, because the cycle, I, I, I really am literally breaking generational curses, like by myself, in my That's family, good. and like, this shit is hard, dog, and so... To your point, that conversation, it's like, you don't want to have that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And so like, when, you know, when she called me on Christmas... I don't even think I actually said that to her that day. Like, we'll talk soon. I think I literally just let it be that little bullshit that she tried to make it. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, even leading up to Christmas, because I finally accepted her call that day. She did try to reach out to me, like, two weeks prior. She texted me and said, Ray and I sent you gifts off your Amazon list. Just want to make sure you got it. And that shit made me fucking irate. First of all. Don't bring this man into shit because that's what I... When we ended up fighting, I just ended up going off about him. 
and how he's a white man that went to a Trump rally and like you guys moved to a racist town in Georgia, coming Georgia, which my followers, that's what really did it too. My followers told me that that area is very white and like very pro-Trump. And so I'm like, he fucking got you right where you fuck where he wants you. He got your ass in the middle of fucking nowhere in fucking Trump country. And you fucking married to a motherfucker, even though he's never done a single racist thing, said a racist thing. But like going to you went to a Trump rally. There's no more conversation to have. And he did not accompany her to a Black Lives Matter rally. And he he's up her fucking ass. He is her shadow. So that told me everything I had to know. Right. So in that moment, I had blacked out on her. And so, yeah, fast forward December, we speak that little bullshit conversation. So, you know, we even had a few more bullshit conversations after that. And it was literally like I had because I knew she wasn't going to take it there. I was going to have to take it there. And it took even psyching myself up like, bro, you have to have this conversation. And you and she's in the place where she can receive this conversation because she knows like it was some real shit. And at this point, because we've even had more breakthroughs more recently, and I'll get into that in a second. I don't even remember what we talked about in that conversation, but it was like. Uh, the hour long deep one that was like you didn't see me here you didn't do this like this is where you failed as a parent and like it was she actually understood in that moment and was like oh shit and I'm like mom I just have never felt supported by you I've never felt seen or heard like for you to even for me to even say I met Mariah Carey and your first fucking response to be so are you trying to make me jealous like to this day, that was 2016, no, 2014, I'm sorry. That boggles my mind seven years, is it seven years later? Is it eight years later? Seven years later. Seven years later. I don't like, math, though. Like, bruh, like, where would you get that from? Like, I'm just fucking excited. It's like, my mom has never... Isn't that so crazy that the words of our parents, like, we hold with us so To strong. my core. Especially because at the end of the day, it's like... Really, that shit, like, you expect you that know? to be your protector and the person that understands you the most. Oh, if the person yeah. that made me, that lived with me my whole life up until I guess like 18 or 17 or 18, if you created my life and sat with me every day, how do you not know me? And but so, you know, okay, to that point, no, I, I, I understand now, but it was that anger. No, yeah, it's like. I feel that the same way with my mom. I'm like, bro, how do you not know that, like, that's not what I'm into? But then I'm like, how would you know that? No, but because also, why don't, don't you care to try to learn? That's where I'm angry at her Yes. For. And, well, I guess for me, it's like, I'm like, okay, my mom moved here as, like, a complete immigrant. Yeah, your she mom knew- had a very difficult, my mom did not have a difficult life. Your mom has some fucking reasons why but, she might be a little. You know, because like, I have to, I'm like, mom, how do you not know that, like, but. At the end of the day, I feel like her intentions are good, but the way that she yes, will same. project it is just not right. So she'll she's always trying to find me a job, and sometimes I'm like, Mom, I have a job. I like my job. I don't need a job. I, you know I have a job. You got me this job. So what are you trying to do? I'm like, Mom, I don't want to talk to all these other people. Like, I'm happy where I am. I'm like, how do you not know I'm happy where I am? But then I'm also like, I don't tell her anything. Like, I, I tell her some stuff, but I don't tell her everything. So I expect her to, know, to like, be this omniscient, like, presence in my life. And I'm like... Oh. But, I mean, there's a part of you It's like, yeah, we have to hold space for we don't tell them everything, too. But it's also, like, 
we also can hold space for knowing that our parents have good intentions and they're still failing and we're still allowed to yeah. feel angry about that That's and true. feel hurt and feel like you're not doing what you should have done and for me in particular I know that to be true. Like, mm-hmm. my little brother had ADHD. He was a super problem child. Kicked out of mad schools and shit. She was going through a divorce with my fucking psychotic-ass bitch father. Love you, Dad. But you suck. Um, so, like, I understand where she's at with it. And then you have this little smart-ass smart kid. How old was she when she was going through all that, too? I can't do that. I don't even know. But not super old. 30s. She was in her 30s. My art, my age, like so, I get it. From I, I don't, I don't balance multiple emotions well. I can't imagine the person that made me does that very well either. Job, yeah, you know. But it was like at some point, it was like she just dropped the ball with me completely. It was literally like, oh, you're smart and like you, you, you get it. She's fine, and like you know. But I also understood too, like I, sh- I would shut down, and because that was my response to never getting my way in the house ever it was always like like you know if I would bring to her like mom you shouldn't smoke around us we're gonna die it's bad for our lungs it's my fucking house eh? you know like all that shit and I would always feel like this woman is fucking irrational like this shit does like this bad decision making that you know and I would just always feel like out of fucking control and um like she just didn't want to hear me for it so like telling her that and like even us fighting when I was a kid in middle school, when my parents divorced going into sixth grade, my dad sat there and told me, like, oh, your mom cheated on me. My dad is a classic narcissist. I think that's why I'm so, like, anti the futures and anti these people. Do you feel like that his... Yes. Probably yes. But where do you ask? Because I think the answer is yes. I don't know. Like, do you feel that there are any traits from your parents that you carry that you're, like, care? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think you would ask that. Um, sometimes, okay, this is the crazy thing about, like, it's funny having a boyfriend that understands me so you well. You need that, bro. That's how you learn yourself. he understands me so well that after a day with my mom, he's, like, laughing in the car. I'm like, what the fuck are you laughing? And he's like, because you and your mom are the same person. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, I understand. Oh, no, you are. You're strange as ISIS. <laughs> but, but, but he's like, yo, you know how, like, you got mad at her? being like because my mom I went over to her house she just moved to Long Beach we moved out of the crib that she's been living in for like the past six years and um she (laughs) we go over there and she's like you need to do this you need to put this box here all I want for my birthday is for you guys to do this and this and this and this and this and this (gasps) Joyce Joyce did you put the stuff in the car yet and he's like Joyce and I'm like mom shut the like I'm like going crazy and I had to like literally lock myself in the bathroom for like 20 minutes and just cool off because I'm like puffing and puffing and like really freaking out and he's like Joyce you do this to me every single day he's like you do realize that like you are the most anal person like ever I'm like I'm not I'm so chill he's like you're not chill I'm like yeah. he's like nope you guys no, are the we same become our and he's like laughing because he's like all the things that you are annoyed about about your mom is, like, what I think is so funny about you and I find really endearing. But he's like, you guys are literally the same. And I'm like, we're not the same. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Well, let me tell you something. Because but those things that annoy me about her, I'm like, well, damn. And it, it I, you know, I haven't, like, reconciled that with her. But he finds it hilarious. He's, like, la- he literally was cackling in the car. And I, like, wanted to, like, pull over and, like, stab him. I'm like, what is so it's real. And, and, you know, so do you feel like there's any, like, things that they 
carry that about everything know? i think i'm loud like my father i'm dramatic like my father i'm obnoxious like my father i but the thing is no let me take all of that back because that's what i've been told my whole life by my mm-hmm. mother you're just like your fucking father you overreact you do this you do that and i think i do a lot of those things but i think i have a lot more rhyme and reason for those reason things mm-hmm. and i think i actually do them with intention but my mom projects onto me that it's like my father and there is no intention to it. But let me tell you, though, like, I literally, as I'm as I'm working this mother wound, which I didn't realize was so deep. I mean, I knew it was deep. I, me and, and Carol, my best friend, have bonded over our mother wounds. Isn't it our crazy? Whole friendship. Everybody talks about daddy issues, but they never talk about the, the relationship that you have with your deep. mother. The mother And, like, my mom, you know, was my main caretaker. My parents divorced when I was 10. And my dad just like, you know, YOLO'd, moved to Boston, did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And then, but pretended to be this great father figure, which I think warped me too, because it was like, no, wait, but he is great, right? That's the hard part. They warp you. But but so to answer your question, I actually realized I became my mother and everything that I hate about her during this pandemic in my deepest depression. So it's something I'm actually exploring right now because... So, like I said, we spoke, you know, we had, we spoke in, oh, because she would always try to tell me too, because my father, like I said, told me about their, like, oh, she cheated on me, left out all the parts about how he was always on cocaine binges and fucking, like, would sleep in the city for three days with his single homeboys and just wouldn't come home, which I learned all that recently too. I didn't know any of this shit. But, Mm -hmm. so he was a fucking menace to society. He was the pure definition of everything I stand against, right? Which makes so much sense why I stand against that shit. Like, I think it was all subconscious. Like, I hate those type of men because my father is that man. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that about him because he's very good at just being a showman and being so great. But because he would sit there and be like, your mom cheated on me. Your mom is, I'm paying your mom $600 a month in child support, Marissa. That's your money. Where's that money, Marissa? Why don't you have it? Why, like, why are you asking me for concert money? Like, you should get that from your mom. So he would gaslight the but fuck out. No, no, no. That's just so annoying because it's like, when you, re- like, in the, mo- like, as kids, we're like, oh, yeah, like, what the fuck? No, of that? course. He was gaslight. That's what, that's the definition of gaslighting you. And... But because of that, I would rage against my mom, right? But, like, she never took the time to understand, like, why is my super smart, never in trouble, never did anything wrong child raging? Like, no one, no adult in my life took the time to sit down and be like, this kid is fucking hurt. It was just, oh, you know? And so, as an adult still, whenever, like, we would, like, try to talk about our issues, my mom would always be like, you know, and you just went crazy in middle school, and you would just, you hated me, and you would always, and so... I always internalize that the reason that my issues with my I have issues with my mom is my fault. It's my fault that me and my mom fight. It's my fault. And it, it was like, no, adult, you had the responsibility to make this shit make sense. I was a kid. I was fucking angry and I didn't know how to work through those emotions. That was your fucking job to figure that shit out and to the so I realized through all, and that's what I needed those two months to realize of us not speaking because I would, I, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. It took me that long. That, I, it, it, that's like some crazy shit to like have to figure out. On your especially own. Especially yeah. on your own. Yeah. And, you know, it, again, like there's so many people that can relate to this type of story because at the end of the day, it's like whether it's your relationship with your parents or a grandparent or an aunt or a coworker, it's like we all have 
we feel some type of way about everything, you know. And I think even with myself, like, I think about, like, my relationship with my dad. And he basically, like, just thought I was a spoiled brat all throughout high school and, like, was like, well, why does Joyce have to get a car? And why does she get to go to private college? And, like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he was, like, very mad at the fact that Did he grow up poor? No. So, I mean, just to cut it short, like, my dad... The hardest thing that he's ever had to go through was the fact that his parents got a divorce when he was in high school, and he had to go fucking live in a mansion in the Palace Verdes oh, Estates. Oh, Crimea River. And to this day, that's the hardest thing he's ever had Actually, to go through. Actually, let's not let's not like downplay no, that. No, yeah, exactly. Know but it's like I think for him, it's like he had my sister, my stepsister, very young, and my stepsister didn't get to have, have a no lot of things. Wait, no, that's your half sister, not your stepsister. My stepsister. Wait. My dad's my stepdad. Oh. Yeah. Bro, what? But like, I don't know. <laughs> but no, so so my dad was like very upset that like when it came to me going to college, my mom was like, no, like I put aside money for her to go to the, any college that she wants to go to. If she wants to go to NYU, she wants to go to USC. If she wants to go to Tulane, like it's her pick, like whatever she wants to go to. And like my mom was like, when I turned 16, she was like, I'm going to buy her a car. And my dad was like so mad. He was fuming at that. And I think that the last day that I actually had like talked to my dad, like for real, for real was the day that I took my SAT. Because he was so upset that I had an SAT tutor. Because he was like, only spoiled rich kids get SAT tutors. And my mom was like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, she's about, she's on her way to the test. Like, and I'm like, dad, you're stressing me out. Like, I'm literally, I had to wake up, I think, at like 7 in the morning to go to this test. And it was far away. It was like in Westchester. And I was like hyperventilating, like, really, really nervous. And my dad's like, I don't want to drop you off in front of the SAT center. You can walk down the street. I'm like, Dad, just drop me off at the front. Like, I don't know how to walk. I don't know where it is. I've never been to this high school before. Like, just take me to the thing. And he's just yelling at me. And then I ended up, like, sitting in the test. Halfway through the test, I walked out. Because I, like, was blanking on... Because he fucked up your whole... I was blanking on all the questions. And I called my mom sobbing. I'm like, Mom, you have to come and get me. Because I like skipped like three whole sections and I missed so many questions and my dad was like bro he was like we paid $110 for you to take this test now you want us to pick you up we woke up early and we drove you there that was the last time I ever spoke to him like for real for real because I was like what the fuck is wrong with you oh my like, god you I'm are... so sorry you had to deal with but it shit. you know like it's crazy because it's like now looking in hindsight I'm like okay like I understand like you have some sort of complex because you know, like, you grew up rich, and then you ended up poor, but that's mm. just because you're a loser. Like, you worked the same job for 25 years and have made the same amount, and you never got a raise, but that's your fault. That's not my fault. Right. And my mom did everything that she could to prepare me, and she's put aside money, and she always made it, like, a thing. She's like, Joyce has to go to summer camp. Joyce has to do this. Joyce, she planned, which for me is, like, I love planning, and I think having a plan is so important, whereas... He was just, like, willy-nilly go with the flow. My dad. And so I feel like now, looking back, obviously it's, like, fuck him. But I can understand why he thought the way that he thought. I can't. 
I can't, like, I understand it more. You can empathize a little. I can empathize. I can empathize. Not that I'm at the point where I'm going to bring it up because I'm still angry. So I'm like, okay, I need, like, six more years to, like, yeah. really deal no, with hey, these No, hey, you need to take your fucking time and live life because life experiences will help you deal with those emotions, too. But at the time, I didn't know any of this. And it took, like, lots of conversations with my mom to really be like, oh... Okay, because in the moment I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm like, mom, I worked so hard to get into college. Why do I have to go to community college? Why is everyone mad at me? Like, he was so mad at me for choosing to go to Tulane. And mm. I'm like, like, and my mom was like, I'll pay for it myself then. Like, and that's really like part of the main reason why they got a divorce because she was like, and of course I'm like, oh my God, I'm the reason why my parents got a divorce, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, you shouldn't blame that on yourself. Yeah. But of that. course I'm like, freaking out in the moment and like I nobody even told me they were going to be divorced it just like happened and it's like that shit really fucks you up especially like things with your parents and we we and I think that the hard part is is like you don't want to hear that you have daddy issues you don't don't want to hear that shit from people you don't want to hear that it's you know, it's done some, like, I, I don't think that's the first time I ever said, like, really, like, that it bothers me, but that's, like, so hard. It's, like, because my whole childhood, I had a fine relationship with my dad, like you, like, everything was, you know, we were really close growing up, like, I would say my dad was my best friend, but as I'm growing older, I'm, like, damn, I feel like I was sold, like, a lot of this, and I, I feel like I hated my mom a lot growing up. Me too. For some shit that she didn't really deserve. Yep, same. And and now I'm still hard on her, and I don't know how to step to back rectif- from that. Yes, Because bro. I feel like I dug a hole too deep already. You're saying so. The first, first point I want to make off of what you said is I want to hold space for others, too, that's listening, that you probably maybe had what you what, – what, textbook is a decent childhood and you probably great you maybe feel guilty for being messed up or being angry at your parents and you're like am I bugging because it seems like they did what they're supposed to but I don't feel like they did though so I want you know and that was my problem for a very long time because the divorce I always would say like that divorce didn't affect me I never was crying about it and so I want to make it very clear like you can very much love your parents, appreciate the the fun life that you had and and still be messed up by certain things that doesn't make your parents any less of parents, that doesn't make you any less of a person. Trauma fucking happens in it and we don't have to fucking like battle traumas like, yo, well, I was, you know, all these things. It's though that like everybody goes through shit. Yeah, no, they do. And that like, it, it helps you have awareness and like kindness for other people yeah. because you realize like damn like to me like my dad like going through the divorce and having to go live in a mansion in the palace where he's estates when he was fucking 17 years old I'm like bro what the fuck like how is that the hardest thing that you've but ever had again, to you go have to through consider, and like, like my mom was out here like moving to another country where she didn't know one fucking person and it's like that comparison is like it's not the same and it will never be the same. Like, you can't match that up. But, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe, like, you know, like, he never found the love from his dad that he exactly. needed to be, you don't know, to be and a parent. Maybe and your love, mom had a ton of love. You don't even know. You know, I love like, my grandma with my whole heart. And I think that she's an amazing person. But I feel like she was the grandmother for me. 
that she was never the mom for my dad. I think my grandma, that's exactly, you hit a key point because I think my grandmother for me who, when she comes through in readings with mediums and stuff, they always say that she calls herself like the mother figure with me because I do resonate mm-hmm. more with my grandmother than I, like I look at my mom and if you could like assign a color to a person, I see red when I look at my mom. Like my mom to me is rage, like anger, just bitchiness and not anger and rage like drunken raising your hand to me all that kind of shit but just like a pure like it's so dramatic but literally like all my life I've had to fight that that bar like I literally feel like I've had to fight my mom my whole fucking life but you know what like maybe like by the time your grandma was a grandma she you know just had more tools not only that but it's like once you're a grandma you alleviate that whole stress of how am I providing for this child? How am I? You just get parent- to pour love. You just nothing else. You don't have to worry love about Love and the send stress. them back. Exactly. Love them and send them back. So, but so let me. So moving forward, right? So me and um, because it speaks more to that. So me and my mom, you know, we had that hour long talk, and I told her like, you know, you never saw me for where I'm at, and you never even tried, and you never tried to support me, and like even I put a Facebook status in September, like you know, I put out the Columbus short book and it's, we'll get into that too. It's tough. Like, you know, like doing these accomplishments and it's like, it doesn't even feel like nothing to me. Right. So it would be at least, it would feel cool. Like if I could be celebrated maybe by somebody close to me, because everyone at this point, it's like, they're just like, Oh, dope. Congrats. And like, it just dies there. Like, you know, and I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a wound in me. I'm still healing, but it would feel nice to feel celebrated by someone. Even I feel like if I had one person that was like, bitch, fucking like, here's some flower, you know, like something. And it sounds so needy, but maybe I'm just needy. No, right now. it's important like, to feel like. And so like, I posted on my Facebook status, like book out now. And my mom comments on it. Like, can you get me an autographed copy of Machine Gun Kelly's album? And I'm just like, Mom, like, and it sucks too because MGK was like one of the first things that I do that my mom, I do, that I, that, that, that's in my world that my mom gave a fuck about. My mom doesn't give a shit about shit. I'll be like, Mom, I just fucking like wrote barack obama's biography and made 80 billion no let's not say money i just wrote barack obama's biography and she'll be like okay did you get paid for it like nothing out you know it's only like all she hears is money and like whatever i could be like mom i just got i just fucking interviewed jay-z on fucking i don't even know but you know what's so hard it's like I don't know. Like, I, I sent my mom, I was like, Mom, look, like, this thing that I did is in Vogue. And she was like, cool. Yeah. And like, I'm like, Mom! I understand Vogue. people not understanding it, but it's like, when they're your most closest person and you're, you're the person that yeah. you trust, it's like, can you at least, can you ask me one fucking question about this and just act like you're interested? Even if you don't understand, can yeah. you ask me how it makes me feel? Can you ask me one fucking question so that it feels like you're at least pretend, even if I know you're pretending, it feels better than you just being like, that's nice. That sucks. I fucking or hate hearing that. Or segueing into something completely different. That's what she does too. She's like, oh, cool. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hello, like... And I realize, you know, when, when my friends tell me, like, you never celebrate your accomplishments. I realize it's because of that. I, I, I should, I don't feel, there's nothing celebratory about this shit. Like, no one around me, you know, and again, like, I don't want to feel like I need everyone around me to be like, but I think the foundation was that. 
And so because that was the foundation, I think I'm literally craving it from people. Like, can someone validate that I am doing something right? Because if you let the people in my life tell it, that's cool. That's what I'm doing. And I personally feel what I'm doing is great. I'm very proud of what I'm doing. And I, I'm happy that I've been able to maintain that. But it gets hard to keep it when like, and it's not even just the people around me, but it's like, you know, even doing Joe's podcast, like that, that audience is very different from like a Laura Styles audience, right? But you didn't even, you didn't even just do it. You like helped it start it. Yeah, I started that which show. Which is like him, something that which I is feel a whole like different discussion. Yeah, like, but like, what am I going to do about just, I'm going to keep saying that and what, like, what, what cookie do I get in the end of that? You know, like that's with everything I do. I feel like I've done a lot of great things, but if I keep harping on it and trying to remind people about it, all everyone's going to say is this bitch wants a fucking cookie so bad like I, I yes i would like to be recognized for my contributions to stuff yes i do feel like people do not recognize those contributions to stuff i do feel like i get shitted on because i talk about sex and people can't hear anything past that but i also have to understand when i chose that path that's what comes with that shit bro people don't understand sex talk or they don't want to understand it even though they're doing it too um now that's i'm going on a tangent that like i feel people I feel like we just need to stop like caring it's, it's so easy it to is say. yeah but like it's just like we could say that all day and and like i could st- i and and for the fucking assholes that i don't know if y'all really lasted an hour and eight minutes joe button fans but if y'all still here and you want to take this tidbit for it and be like oh this bitch is crying about being labeled a hoe when she's a fucking hoe i like it sucks i hate that like i think like them now when i speak i hear their voice in my head like what are they going to say about what I said? Literally, when I put out content, y'all know what it feels like? It feels like parallel parking in front of a crowd. Like, you girls know how stressful that shit is. Like, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, your mom had to go through shit like this. Like, you're, like, people, not My mom your, was not on the Joe Biden podcast. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying, like, when people are like, oh, ho this, ho that. It's like, it's not, like, is this is, like, shit that like women have to oh no for through. sure and i'm, like, I'm happy to take woman, it on the chin it's like it's like we all have to feel like you know like insecure about the things that for sure doing. these are these are natural things that people i don't even want to say women go through and it's like people just need to have more compassion they do and i and I, you know um I, all- I definitely went off on a tangent but yeah people do need to have more fucking compassion and um, I think people are committed to misunderstanding. If, you know, my boy said it to me the other day, he was like, people have their first impression of you and it, unless they want to do the work, they're never going to let that shit go. So it's like, I, listen, I get it. Y'all hear through, like, I'm, I'm a lot of different people inside. So people, people receive me through their own traumas. So if I trigger something in one of those traumas, which I apparently do a lot because I, I have been reflecting recently. Well, okay. So let me keep going. So I went to my mom's for Mother's Day um, for the... Atlanta. Yeah. And this is my first time seeing Ray, her husband, since all the whole blow up and everything like that. Do you feel some type of way about him? Like, is it... I was anti-Atlanta completely because I'm like, I'm not going to your racist town and this and that. And then like... Was that a front for how you really feel about It was just her. It was more so I just wanted to hurt her by not supporting her husband. But also because... I'm not supporting it because you're supporting it more than you're supporting me. So it was it was a it was a full on. I think that that's like the main. Yeah, like, there was so many emotions to it that I yeah. didn't realize I wasn't working through yet. And so I went out to Atlanta with her last weekend, 
and I was immediately triggered and I was not my best self the entire weekend. I was quiet. I was in a mood. I was in a place. And as annoying as that trip was for me, it was so important because because I have this level of awareness now, I was actually able to sit there and observe how I got triggered, why I got triggered, and then even have a further conversation. And now to the point that now I have a new therapist because now I finally know what I have to work on. But so I got in the car with her. She picks me up with her husband, and which was another thing that we spoke about on the phone in that one hour phone call. I'm like, you have basically forced me to accept whoever is in your life. And I do that because you're my parent and I'm supposed to. But you've never, ever tried to give a fuck about any person in my life to the point that when she visited me in 2017 when I moved here and Mike's daughter and mom were here and you know I love kids I love like and I want to spend time with Mike's daughter and his mom and like because she's more you know I, I love motherly figures I, I like latch on to that so his mom in my mind is like I want to be around you all the time you know and so they were going to Disney and my mom so we all went to Disney and like my mom had a meltdown in the park because I wanted to write, wait on the line with Sakai and Mike and his mom for a kid ride just because I want to spend time with them and talk on the line and my mom fucking melted down because she didn't want to wait on the line and like called me all types of selfish and bitch and this and that and all her things that she does um but so I brought that moment up when we were on the argument I'm like on the phone call in December I'm like that's a prime example of or, or when all my friends would walk through the motherfucking house and you don't say a fucking word to people but you bring Ray on my Valentine's Day dinner with you mm. when I'm going through a breakup in 2013, which mind you, she doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day. So it wasn't like she had to have that moment with her husband. Like you never even took the time as a kid to get to know me. We're still not even there yet. And now I have to get to know you with your husband there still. You know what I mean? Like, and I've never complained when yeah. me, me and dude got in that crazy fucking situation in Costa Rica in 2019. And he's in the fucking hotel How room. Was yeah that's already two years ago and you know he's in the hotel room okay and he's in the hotel room i have to pee so bad too and i'm like trying to find an out to get to it um he's in the hotel room saying all that shit and doing all that and so you know i'm calling my mom crying and so she comes and picks me up all the way from south jersey to laguardia and she brings ray and i'm like i'm over here going through an embarrassing scenario with a fucking dude and like i don't want to be rescued by you and him and I have to be like awkward in front of him too and like it was just always like you know I always just had to deal with it I never complained I never said a word to her and so it took all of those moments to have that understanding like bro I have given you the grace where has been mine for me and so fast forward so she picks me up with Ray um at Atlanta airport they live an hour out and I immediately realized what it is that they do that I hate. Like, they started fucking... They just talk amongst each other. They don't talk to me. She doesn't have... My mom has very bad hearing. So if she doesn't have her hearing aid in, it's all bad. And so I'll say something and she'll be like, Ray, what did she say? And Ray will be like, I don't know. I think she said something about boondocks. And it's like, I'm right fucking here. Someone talk to me. They talk about me like I'm not right there. And like, you know, then... Everything, everything she says, Ray like snaps at her. Like, God damn it, Pam. Something, something, something. Get well, fuck, Pam. What the fuck? 
oh, bro, when I sit there, my blood boil. You know, I don't fuck with shit like that. Like, especially men talking to women crazy, right? And he's an old man. She's an old woman. I get whatever. I guess they're just old and bored and he's retired, whatever. He, he provides for her. He's great. Cool. I guess whatever. But he talks to her like she's a little motherfucker. And my mom, this woman who's been a bitch to me my whole life, who's called me a bitch my whole life, who's screamed on me my whole life, I watch her when he barks on her, giggle, brush him off, and let it go. When my whole life, all I've ever gotten, when I when I bark back at her or when I bark on her, I get her barking right the fuck back, telling me about myself. It's the and opposite it, of everything that Exactly, yeah. but because now I have the awareness, instead of getting angry and going crazy again like I used to and never understanding why I'm fucking raging against the machine, then I had the fucking words to say, hey, ma, you give Ray grace? You don't give me that grace at all because we, we had a conversation about it. I'm like, you brush off every time he barks on you. She's like, well, you know, Marissa, it's just because I know how that's how he is and I let it go. I'm like, okay, mom. How do you not know who Why I do am? you never let it go with me? Why do you not? And she was like, you know, I, I guess you're right. But it's just that no one like pushes my buttons like you and your father. I'm like, so then you're projecting my father onto me, which I had a feeling you were doing because I look like him. I act like him. I, I embody him. Like, and, I, and I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, mom, I, I think subconsciously on a deeper level, I represent everything you want it to be too. And I, I think you might resent that a little bit. Like my mom, before my dad was like a hippie, Ooh. she dated the lead singer of some band called Cheap Trick that actually had like a big song or something. She made out with Mick Jagger on stage. Oh shit. She, yeah. Shout, shout out to Pammy. She was killing it. So... She so, wanted that. I think yeah. I live, but it's not even about the celebrity thing. I think it's more that I live my life by the way that I want to live it. And my she mom, had to conform. She's to all because literally life. her whole life is always because I, I would ask my mom like, "Why did you put me in CCD, bro? You're not even fucking religious." And she's like, "It's just what you do. I don't know. It was just what you did at the time. It's just what you did at the time." Like my mom has she lived her whole life by just what you did because mm-hmm. my grandmother lived by that. She didn't get to really fully live. She in her she truth. didn't get to be the free free bird that she is at her heart and so I think a portion of that was resentment too and always pushing me to be in like Marissa you should go to law school Marissa like is that making you money how does that work like it's always by the book because she doesn't understand anything else because she never got to live through that either that's some shit though yeah and so but so we're at that place now but um but I also realized even this weekend like I said or last weekend like I said like I shut down when I was with her and I got like but I do that with y'all too like when I'm in a mood like, that becomes, it's like a running joke amongst my friends. Like, oh, Marissa's in her whatever moods, leave her alone. But I don't like being that person. I don't like getting in a mood and being moody and that being a running joke. And, like, I, I appreciate so much when my friends give me grace for that. But I, I don't want to have to have that grace. I want to be, be beyond that. And so it was finally, like, understanding, like, I get triggered when I feel, I, th- I think it is when I don't feel heard or seen. And I act real ugly in those moments. And I like I think I'm my best self when I do feel empowered. When I, I mean, that's everyone's best self, right? But I think that it's also learning that even though I'm so angry at everyone for misunderstanding me, there is an element that I'm not potentially sh- showing all sides of me that maybe I think I am, but I'm not. And maybe that's something else I can work through in therapy too. And how do we extend that grace to other people? Because I think that we misunderstand. I'm seeing everyone, so Joyce is going to talk and I may not answer. How do we misunderstand others and how can we 
you know? I feel like a lot of times, like, what we don't like in other people, unfortunately, is us projecting the things that we don't like in ourselves. And I feel like with my mom, that's a large part of it. And I think with strangers, that happens a lot. Because I'm like, damn, this person talks a lot about themselves. And then I'll go home and I'm like, damn, do I talk a lot about myself? So it's, it's how, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, damn, this person does this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I do that. So how do we reach a point where what we want from others is also what we're giving out? And how do Ooh. we keep that same energy? Because that's what holds a lot of us back, is that we want all of this. And we want, you know, we want to feel heard and we want to feel seen. But it's, are we seeing other people? Are we right. hearing other people? Yes. Are we extending the same grace, like you were saying, to others as we want for ourselves? Because, I don't know. I don't, because I, I, I see myself and I'm like, damn, I'm really quick to judge. I'm a huge judger. I'm like, I don't want to be a huge judger. And that's another thing about having a partner who really, like, sees you. He's like, George, do you judge everybody? I'm like, no, I don't. And he's like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, fine. I'm like, but it's because of this, but it's because of that. And he's like, do you not see that, like, you know, you You're know, justifying you know? your, ju yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's because they are doing this. And it's just like, oh. And he's like, but you don't know, like, what they're going through. I and I'm like, I don't care what they're going yes, through. And he's like, the well, then they don't care what you're going through. And I'm like. Period. It's so okay. it's hard to step outside of yourself and understand that, but um, but yeah, it is. This is a lot of giving grace for each other. But I think once we understand ourselves more, we understand other people more too, and which is why I'm such an advocate for therapy and such an advocate for deep conversations and not just surface level shit. Because and I and I think for me even more, it's like I've never been into the clubs and I've always been into like let's have a game night and just fucking talk 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 talk. And I'm finally realizing I think it's really because like I've just never never had a deep understanding of myself. Like I've like I I've always loved myself. I've always respected myself. I've always, for the most part, supported my decisions because even down the line I'd be happy about them. But I would always question certain. Plus, I mean, I never felt beautiful. I don't. I never. You know, I'm. I'm even still working towards that as we speak. And I think all my stomach issues have, which we haven't even talked about yet. But I think all that has played into it too. But actually, I just lost my train of thought, and now I think I should get into the stomach issues. Was I saying anything profound, or should I get into the stomach issues? <laughs> No, I feel you were saying, like, you know, that you've never felt... Oh, just, yeah, like, no, but so I never felt... Bro, I need to stop smoking weed, but I'm not even high, but, um... I stopped smoking weed, guys, and it was the best decision I ever made. Really? Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, a part of my brain fog is whatever is happening in my body, to be real with you. I'm gonna be honest with you, I found that so much of, of my anxiety was rooted in weed. To, I didn't even understand. Like, I was using it as a crutch because I felt like, I have anxiety. Well, I just have anxiety. I need to smoke weed because I have anxiety. I'm an anxious person. I need it. I need weed. And when I, I had a horrible panic attack from when my property manager got me so drunk. So our upstairs neighbor is the guy who's, like, 
property manager for our building. He came downstairs one day and was like, I bought you guys a bottle of whiskey. I'm like, oh, great. He got us fucked up, and then I smoked some weed. Oh, nice. Maybe maybe this a little bit. He got us so fucked up. I smoked a little bit of weed and just had the craziest panic attack of my whole life. And to this day, it's been like a month and a half. I haven't been. I think it's been more than a month and a half. I think it's been a month and a half. Uh, It was hard. The first, the first week, I had cold sweats, headaches, brain fog. Was waking up in a pool of just like moisture. It was. Bro, you were fucking addicted. What the fuck? I just realized, like, you know, I've been smoking every single day for at least the last year, like the whole pandemic. I mean, I quit for weeks, and that didn't happen to me. It was hard, (laughs) but like. I feel like ever since, my anxiety has just, mo- for the most part, subsided. Nice. There's still, like, some, like, work things where I'm like, ugh. But it's uh, work and it's going to cause you And I think about anxiety. it and it, like, gives me a little bit of, uh, But, I don't know. Weed is crazy. Like, smoking a lot of weed and, like, using, I feel like I just used it as a, like, to numb you know, like if yeah. I'm anxious, I know that it will automatically make me not anxious. But then whenever I was without, I would be so anxious. And I can't be high all the time. And now that I'm not smoking weed every day, I'm like, wow, I can think about things and like really process emotions and like take the time to like really figure shit out. For me, it's the opposite. Like my brain is doing so much all the time, like so fucking much that weed help slow it down so I can process things. I honestly, when I talk to my new therapist tomorrow, I'm going to really, like, explore ADHD because I honestly, like, especially I especially my brother had it too. But, like, I mean, I have it so bad right now that, like, I don't even know how I could write on a project and I have, like, writing projects going on. And I'm like, how? Like, where do I even – I don't even know how to start. Like, I haven't done a quarantine cinemas since my depression. I haven't done it. I mean, it's depression. I don't know what it is, but – I don't know if you, I, I feel like I have ADHD or had ADHD. Like, there was a point when I was a kid where, because I was an only child, I would set up, like, a whole Barbie dream house or Polly Pocket situation, and then as soon as I set it up, I would just stop and then move on to the next thing. Like, I wouldn't even get to play because I would only set it up, and then I'd be like, okay, I want to draw now. And I would, my mom would be like, Joyce, why do you have toys all over the room? And it was because, like, I would hop from one thing mm. to another, and I wouldn't ever sit and enjoy the thing that I had created. And I feel like I'm still the same way now. Like, I'll do something. Like, I'll cook this whole meal, and it'll take me, like, three hours, and then I'll come to eating it, and I'll just be like, done. Cannot relate, because I can't cook. But, um, yeah, I mean, and you're hyper as hell, so I could see ADHD. Because I, I do want to say, too, like... Very well aware of the differences of ADHD and ADD, so I do want to correct myself and say I believe I have ADD and not mm-hmm. ADHD, um, because the H adds in the hyperactive portion, which is, I get that out of Joyce, but I don't really get that out of me, but because um, my brother was HD, faux show. Um, zombie too, actually, and that's how he has his name, Mike Zombie, because the, I guess it was Ritalin or whatever they gave him, the drugs made him so like a zombie that that's where he got his name from and my brother the medicine made him suicidal at five years old he tried to jump out of a window that is insane. yeah at five years fucking old so um we went through a lot of trial and error with him with medicine but all that to say yeah so i think i'm there but um what oh so my stomach shit right so like i don't think it's weed because that was so 
let me tell y'all, and and I, you know, if you're still here after an hour 26, um, I feel like we should, we, you're still here. Yeah, for if you're sure. Here, you're here. Our day ones are still for sure fucking here. Yeah. And so I have these stomach issues that started at the time of all this depression shit, which I'm very much, very much of the belief system too that. I mean, your mind is your, your, your gut is your second mind, right? So depression absolutely has um, a huge impact on GI issues for sure, right? So I'm very well aware that that's a portion of that, but I think it's beyond that at this point because mentally I'm in so much of a better space and I've been. But so around September, October, no, let's say October, I started noticing I felt bloated every day, but also that fell into the same time as I was depressed every day and... So I was, um, like, just binge eating. I'm talking about, like, I would, for breakfast, order McDonald's breakfast, and at night I'd order a whole pizza, and I would face all that by myself. It's just me, body, and I would just be sitting on the couch slumped. So, like, this is every day for months. And mind you, I did not gain a single pound, which is very alarming. So I think I have some malabsorption situation going on as well. But so October, I started feeling very bloated all the time. But I'm like, yeah, I'm eating like shit. Of course, I feel bloated all the time. And constipation, sort of. Like, I could go in the morning, but, like, other the rest of the day, I still feel like I got to go, but I can't really. But, again, eating like shit, that's what happens, right? So I wasn't even pressed about it. By, like, November sometime, I started to feel like I could feel, like, like pressure in my ovaries. Almost like... I wish there was a video to show y'all. It was just like, I could feel like my ovaries go like this. Like, there was no pain. I'm showing... Star I'm pushing? Yeah, I'm opening and closing my hands. Like, there's no pain. There was no, like, weird, super weird sensation, but just almost like my ovaries letting me know they're there. Like, hello, I'm here. Hi. And, like, I'm like, oh, that's probably not what, like, ovary area should do. So I should probably check that out at some point. So I had actually made a Planned Parenthood appointment. But then I was like, you know what? It's probably trapped gas because of all this shit going on. Like, you know, because I'm eating bad. So I'm not tripping. So I actually canceled that and didn't do that. So December, I was still kind of dealing with the, you know, bloated issues. But again, not thinking too much of it. By January, I realized that, like, even after I cleaned my diet up for weeks at a time, just, like, clean. I know how to eat clean. Y'all saw how much weight I lost last summer. Like, I know what to do. I know how to do it, all of that. And so I did that and nothing changed as far as my body. Like my feel, my, I was still bloated every single day. I still just had these feelings of like, I have to go to the bathroom, but I can't like, you know? And so I'm like, all right, there might be something going on here. So I made an appointment with a GI doctor. I got health insurance. I've never had health insurance. Well, I've had it. I had Obamacare and shit like that, but I've been YOLOing out here for a few years. And, um, so then got health insurance Got an appointment, but they would only tele telehealth, like only do with a fucking phone bullshit. And I'm like, yo, it's a stomach. Like you need to press it and look at it. Like what? So we did a phone call. He's like, it sounds like IBS. You should uh, remove gluten and I'll mail you a list of gluten-free foods. And I'm like, I feel like we could have done so much more here, but okay, cool. So he does that. Nothing, you know, I go gluten-free for a couple weeks. Nothing changes. So I call back like, Nah, this ain't it, bro. I'm still, like, fucked up. Like, and at that point, I had been getting colonics and, um, what's the other thing? I oh, chiropractor. No, oh. chiropractor. So I started going to a chiropractor because they say that can help with your digestive system as well. I'm very jealous that you got these colonics, by the way. There's a great place right up the street, by the way. But the lady I went to, she ended up being, like, a weird anti-masker weirdo person. Oh! So I stopped going to her after three sessions, but... You knew? 
Huh? She, she made it. Clear. Yeah, she was talking to me about, like, anti-vax things and, like... Which, by the way, I did not support. Seeing both 1%. sides of Trump and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, we're done here. No. But so, um, but, like... In the but like so from those three colonics and the chiropractor, then I started feeling a new sensation of like you know when you have diarrhea and you're getting stomach cramps and your stomach is bubbling and shit. Oh my god, yes. Okay, so I never had that until recently. It's the fucking worst shit ever. So imagine that feeling all day long, but you don't actually have diarrhea. So there is no relief. It's just like bubble guts. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, it's bubble guts. And so. I never heard, I never knew what bubble guts meant until I started getting like a real constipation recently. Bro, and I'm like, sucks ass. it's the most painful shit in the whole fucking world. So my body now, since January, goes in between that feeling some days other day it's like it's a constant feeling it's like it's literally like I, I can't even like like suck my stomach in and stand up straight because it literally feels like there's just like air blood like I can't go completely sucked in like there's like it feels like there's a ball of air in my stomach just sitting mm. in there blocking things 24 7 and some days it's almost like a gnawing feeling like I feel that ball of air itself I feel it in my stomach every day like it's there is no relief so like I've done the whole like you know, because I've posted on Instagram, like, can someone help me out? Like, what can I do? And they're like, try the FODMAP diet and take out Does all these things. All? No, nothing that I do in my diet makes literally any difference. I can eat so bad one day. The next day is exactly the same as if I ate like a saint for two weeks straight. It's still the same feeling in my stomach. So my best friend, she called me one day and was like, Joyce. I think I was fucking abducted by aliens when I was younger. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, I went to get an MRI and they found out that I have this scar from some sort of surgery that I apparently had when I was four years old on my stomach area. And like, she's going through like st horrible stomach issues. She was like, she lives in New York. She was like, I was on the subway the other day and I just threw up all over the place. And oh my God. I don't know why. She doesn't drink alcohol. She has not been able to drink alcohol for like six years because she'll take a sip and then she's like, I'm allergic because I don't know, I just throw up. And um, she had to do the FODMAP diet, which is why I asked you the other day, like, what are we even eating? Because oh. I don't know, like, what she's I told eat. you, toast, chicken, and rice, bro. Like, and that but, doesn't make a difference at all. Like, they found out that she had some sort of, like, crazy surgery when she was younger. Did that just happen? They just found she, that out? They, they just found that out. She asked her parents. She's like, did I have the surgery? They were like, no. Like, what are you talking about? So she was like, I must have been abducted by aliens. Oh, shit. That's and then crazy. they found, like fibroids and like whatever but she was like the, the doctor said it has nothing to do with why i'm having stomach issues mm -hmm. like yeah and so i feel like it's such a weird time especially i feel like as we're home more and we're not on the go we're so much more acutely aware well that's of a, that's the problem of it too is like i believe a lot of it was mental because now i'm sitting home thinking about these issues but they are they're they're very much there like yeah. I, I you know even when i get very busy it's like no these are still there and then like on top of that, so then it's a lot of gas. Like, I could burp like a fucking man, bro. Like, this shit is so ridiculous. And then what else do I deal with? So, so with all of that, eventually I got the GI doc to give me an ultrasound. I had an upper ultrasound and a 
at middle ultrasound, I guess, like your lower abdomen. And so during that one, they saw a cyst on my ovary. So then they ordered a pelvic ultrasound, but they determined that the cyst was benign or not an issue or whatever. So that wasn't causing it. I had an endoscopy where they put a camera down your throat and they check out your stomach and your... How is that? Whatever. That was fine. I mean, you get knocked out for 15 minutes and you're fine. It's only 15 minutes? Yeah, it's literally super quick. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, they just stick a camera down and like, all right, well, cool. Looks good. All right. And take it out. So... Um, endoscopy said no inflammation. They did a biopsy of whatever they take out or whatever. Nothing wrong. I did a colonoscopy. I just did that. They there was nothing wrong. They found some hemorrhoids, but I already knew that was gonna be there because I'm like constipated and all that shit or whatever. Did you drink like smoothies or anything? Oh my gosh, that shit was the worst. Well, no, actually no. Let me let me back that up because that helped me. I was super constipated, like. From January to like March, because of some of that shit, I was taking some medication that was making me so constipated. I would drink that shit, and I'd be like, Ah! What? What? God. What did you drink? What was Smooth it? Smooth Oh, Okay, they gave me. They Which prescribed like me. Tea. They prescribed me Miralax. Well, not prescribed me, but he suggested my GI. My new GI suggested Miralax, but I don't think that's the problem either. But I'll get to that too. But so, um, damn, where was I going with that? So the what did I say? You did a colonoscopy. Oh yeah, and bro, I'm that. telling you, my memory's crazy right bad right now. So did the colonoscopy. That was like two weeks ago. Um, I read all over Reddit that the prep is so awful and it's like a nightmare. Guys, if you have to get a colonoscopy, it's honestly like it was not that bad. Like it really wasn't awful. I didn't all the things they warned me about. I felt like it was fine. So I wonder if it was all men saying that shit. No, it was it was women too. I was on all the message boards, bro. I'm on all the IBS message boards, the this one, the that one, I and everyone. Have IBS. I'll see you there. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think at this point. I don't think I actually do have IBS. But so, um, so the colonoscopy. I don't have the results of that yet, as far as the biopsy. But the actual thing itself, he said, like, would it, like you know, even the hemorrhoids, like they're not causing the problem. And um, I had an allergy test that came back. I am allergic to everything I've ate normally my whole life. And I've I did never one of those had... too. I'm also allergic to everything. I don't give a fuck. Well, I don't know one how much that they're accurate because they say like you know they all vary and stuff. That like if whether they test the IgG or IgGe or all these, I don't fucking know. But also. There's the element of my body might be revolting and just saying that I'm allergic to all these things currently, but I'm actually not. So I'm like, all right, all right, cool. But I took all that out of my diet. I took the FODMAP and, you know, put all that shit. None of that changes shit, like I said. Um, what else do I... So then I started researching and I learned that, like, breast implant illness causes oh, one of the, the... One of the things that really jumped out to me was a sudden onset of food allergies and sensitivities. And I'm like, oh, shit. They also say night sweat, sweats. Because you did the, something recently? Or? No, but when I lost all that weight last year, my implant themselves, they both got loose in my breast. So, like, it doesn't feel great. Like, my breasts are hard. Like, you could tell that they're fake and shit like that. But they don't look so awful that, like, it's like, oh, my God, hurry up and get it done right now. So when it started, like, you know, I mean, they're, they sagged all the way now. Like, they lost a lot of their shape and stuff. They're not great. And they look like little boy breasts in, like, um, sports bras and shit like that. Like, definitely got to get this shit fixed. But I was impressed about it because I'm like, yo, I've had, even with a breast lift, I've had trash-ass titties my whole life. Like, at this point, I'm just, like, I just... I waved the white flag. I'll fix these, but I'm going to get to it because I want to buy a house soon. You know, like, so that's where I was at with it. But then I started researching that. I'm like, oh, shit. But now, so now I'm like, all right, let me just hurry up and get the implant out. But I'm like, but I don't want just that. I want to redo them. You know, it's going to be like 25 grand. And I originally was going to just 
do it on um, May 13th, actually. But then I'm like, my health is not there. Like, I shouldn't do this shit. So I stopped. I canceled that. But so in discovering that that's a possibility, the breast implant illness, because they because they moved around, it may be a sign that they're leaking which is what would be causing well mri would tell you that so now my neck so after the colonoscopy last two weeks ago my follow-up appointment is may 25th so when i go there because you know and you know talking to so many people now in health dealing with the shit everyone's like you got to advocate for yourself like you got to go in there like here's what i think it may be can you test me for this this and this what happened on this test what did you see like so i'm like all right cool so i know now i'm going in there like bro i need an mri can you get me a script for that um, I think it might be pelvic floor dysfunction, the muscles in my lower abdomen and stuff like that. You know what's crazy too is like you have the time to all to the do time. all this all in the world. But, but thank do you know God. how hard it is to be able like imagine if you had a full time job, another job, maybe you have three jobs. A kid or two or time. three. A kid, a husband, you gotta feed them and have to deal with all of this health shit. And let me tell you, it was thirteen hundred dollars to do my colonoscopy with good insurance. I paid thirteen hundred. I paid a hundred dollars for the prep, the shit that you gotta drink ahead no, of time. Like, I paid another hundred fifty for the lab fees, bro. I know that like, you know, like you may be worried about like you don't have a lot of stuff going on right now, but if this is what you need to focus on, I am on, blessed. If, like, yes, the universe yes. is like telling no. you, Marissa, this is what you need to confront right now. They're literally, and I'm pa- you they the pause the world. Yes, Joyce. Yes, dog. Because if you had a po- three podcasts going on, a live show here, a speaking engagement here, a movie to do here, it's like you would not have time to focus on yourself. And unless you get all of this in order, you're just gonna be. It's like, gonna prolong water it. And it because know? I think I've oh I think I've had because even when I was going to the chiropractor, he was like, "Wow, your lower abdomen muscles are really like loose, but we'll work on it or whatever." I stopped going to him because when I started getting those diarrhea feelings, I'm like, not, I don't know. I think I'm messing this up more. And until I know the problem, let me stop trying to fix it without knowing what I'm doing. And so, um, but like. Oh my god, why did I just lose my train of thought again? What were we just talking about? This is bad. About how the universe is like letting you have time to deal with all this shit? No, but then beyond that, then I was like, the chiropractor. Bro, I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> fuck, yo, this is like, I've never been like this. And my brain just like goes crazy. Um, But, no, I feel like it was a point to what you were saying, though. I was piggybacking off of what you were saying. Fuck a duck. Do you know, like, what we were... Oh, man, that's the best thing I got was the good insurance card. Oh, my God. Okay, so, but either way, it's just, like, yeah, to your point, like, it, I am blessed that I have the opportunity to sit here and really, because, like, my last month and change has been, like, acupuncture appointment followed by this appointment and that appointment, and I'll go to this test and that test, and I just have the time, I have the money. I'm very fortunate, but a lot of people are not, and so, but I hope that fuck it, if I'm the guinea pig right now and I got to go through all these tests and maybe some other people listening are going through the same shit, hopefully I figure this, this shit the fuck out. Oh, SIBO was another thing that people have suggested. Small small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And that's a breath test, so I'm going to go and ask for that. Does that have anything to do with COVID? Like getting COVID? That was the other thing because I had COVID in October. And mind you, guys, I don't fucking leave my house for shit. This whole fucking time I go home for one weekend New Jersey in October and a bitch came back with COVID. Bitch sucks. But I I had it very briefly. I only had symptoms for about 12 hours. God, thank you, God. I've been reading, like, so much shit about how, like, 
after. Yeah, they said that there's like after worse. GI issues, right? So that's why I went when LA opened up the vaccine to there was like the pre-existing conditions and shit i just lied and, and went in for that because i heard from someone else that because i was also i was reading but i also heard from someone directly that their vaccine actually helped with their stomach issues and i was reading like other people saying that they, what they call them like post-covid something or others the, the long haulers i think they called them um that they were seeing uh improvement from the vaccine as well so i rushed to get the fucking vaccine like please make me feel better and that didn't do a motherfucking thing um, but that's why I'm really inclined to believe that I think it is some type of pelvic floor. Oh, that's what I was saying about the chiropractor that he said that I had lower, um, like loose lower muscles and stuff. And I noticed like, I mean, my body has always like when I sit, it just kind of like, you know, and so, but I think it's actually a muscle issue. It's never been strong. And I think maybe just from then for months on end, literally never leaving my house, I think I just wiped out whatever that was there completely, but it might be a combination of things. It might be pelvic floor dysfunction. My breast might be leaking. COVID. This might be happening. Yeah, COVID might still be living in my gut because they were saying, like, it lives in your gut after, like... I also feel like with COVID, it's, like, people are saying all this stuff. It's just, like, we really don't, we don't know. know. There's no re We don't fucking know. And so it like, could be need, that. Like, three years out to, like, really... Legit, even with the vaccine, everything. I, I mean, like, people can say, like, the vaccine felt like this or felt like that, but it's, like, it's not meant to be a cure for anything. It's about to... It's preventative, you know? So it's, like... Well, you know what else? I got the HPV vaccine in October or September. Is it that? Is that what's doing this to me? Mm. And it's illegal or something. You're not supposed to get it past like 26 or some shit because they like doctors or the health, the dumbass healthcare people are like, well, you're going to inevitably get it anyway. But so I can't tell if my doctor is cool or bad because my doctor's like, just take it though. Like it help you regardless whether or not like, you know, it just, so mm. I appreciated that. But now in hindsight, I'm like, what if he had like, old doses and something happened and I got a bad dose or Damn, whatever the it's fuck. it's so shitty that we live in America and we can't have any motherfucking trust of nobody. Of nothing. Like, I'm like, I have no idea if this was a shady office. I don't know, you know? So, like, that's in my mind. COVID's in my mind. My breasts are in my mind. Everything. So, I'm like, I'm hoping maybe the MRI will show me because... You know, maybe it could show me that there's something in my stomach. Like, maybe I, I squish my organs when I sit fucked up, you know? Like, I don't fucking know. And then even doing No Jumper, the the YouTube comments are always a bad place to ever look. But I actually was looking because I'm like, maybe someone no, will notice something. Marissa, I know, that was horrible. Why? <laughs> but so funny, actually. Somebody was like, that bitch needs to get her lymph nodes checked out. And I'm like, oh, shit, do I? In my neck. And literally, I went to the dentist. I had to go to the dentist today. And I'm like... Hey man, are my lymph nodes okay? <laughs> what do you say? But he was—he's like, no, they're, they're a little swollen, but you're okay. Like nothing's crazy. But like, not even on some funny shit. But like, people could save lives like that because who know? My GI doctor is looking at my stomach. Maybe he literally could have missed my neck, and I maybe did have a lymph node, but apparently not. And I just—I mean, I have saggy skin under my neck because there was a couple people like this bitch's side profile is horrendous i agree with y'all i think it is bad too i you hate my side profile not look at these but, stupid comments but you you want to know one thing that's really crazy about the, the no jumper comments like mind-boggling crazy so many know. people are irate about my lemon earrings i had lemon wedge earrings yeah. i had no yeah, idea okay. i don't know if that's the right crowd to be like soliciting like i guess i guess that was my bad for like going i, I went in a goosebump shirt lemon earrings uh, okay. leopard print pants greens i was i was happy to i was like because me in the pandemic and not in the pandemic in my awakening i'm like let me start being more me i think i always 
full transparency, was always scared that people are going to be like, this bitch is so white. Are you any Puerto Rican at all? Like, you don't deserve to be in this space. I think, like, my brain would go there. So I'd be scared to, like, I don't want to wear my lemons. Let me just, you know, like, not be extra and weird. Let me just be normal. You know what I mean? So, like, so finally I'm like, no, let me be be, be me. I'm going to go on No Jumper and, like, I don't wear lemon earrings every day. But, like, let me be extra me on this podcast. Lemon pod. be you, extra yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> lemon be extra me. Maybe we should call, oh, we're going to call that this. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> lemon be extra me. Can you write that down so I don't forget, please? Thank you. Um, and so um, it was, my earrings were polarizing. Everyone in the comments were angry. Like, I can't take this bitch serious. She's wearing lemon earrings. I'm like, I didn't know that anyone would have a thought about these earrings. I learned this as a 13-year-old who used to make YouTube videos. I have videos with over 500,000 views on YouTube. From Shout out to was, Joyce, the YouTube motherfucking star. From when I was 12 and 13 years old, I have never ever ever read the youtube comments i saw one one time and it was like her voice is so annoying and it had like 23 thumbs up which probably has like 600 thumbs up at this point. i have no idea at that i have never read a youtube comment since because honestly i feel like it's like trash no like, it is trash these are opinions from people that i really don't care for anyone that's opinion. actually writing a comment on youtube no they're shade. not they're not our friends and not no, in real life exactly though. like if you Unless, like, I don't know, I feel like if you're a fan, like, or if you're somebody who wants to say something positive... Anybody writing negative comments you'll, on the YouTube You'll thing. hit me on Twitter or, like, the DM on Instagram. I have nothing but love in my Instagram DMs. Like, no, like, there are no trash talkers in my DMs because I feel like if you're going to go out of your way to message me directly, you can't be, like, saying some real funny shit. I mean, maybe you do, but I'm just going to go on your profile and roast you right back. So, it's, it's very rare and far between. Not for but me, honey. But YouTube comments is, like... You know no why way. I read them though? I think because I mean it's you got to be a glutton for pain if you do. But I think for me it goes back to my whole like I'm trying to make sense of myself, and sometimes those are pe the people to seek. But that no, from. there there are actually a few poignant comments where people actually do say some real shit. And who knows, lymph node man almost maybe would have saved my life if I actually had some swollen lymph. You know, it's like things like that though. And it was like for me, I've been I I when I got depressed, I went away, like, you know, and I have these stomach issues. I don't feel like myself. I don't feel pretty. I don't feel like me at all. And so I think also reading the comments on No Jumper 2 was like, where do I stand right now? Like, you know what I mean? And like, unfortunately, or I guess I knew that was going to happen. Like most people are just talking about my 10 minutes talking about Joe, you know, like they don't really. And I was actually kind of bummed because I left that interview one feeling like, I don't want to do podcasts anymore, actually, which is the opposite of being... I wasn't bummed for that. Well, I guess I was bummed for that, too. I was kind of mourning, like, damn, did that piece of me really just end? Like, I I think... But I think being with Adam and AD, I think it was more, like, because it's a live show, and I'm so used to just being literally nervous about, like, the hating... It's like people, like, go out of their way to shit. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure it out like the rest of us do, like... I was on that podcast. I wasn't on it no more. I'm not on, like, and I'm still just trying to work. Like, people just literally, like, they just don't like, and it's always, you know, I hate to keep harping on the sex thing, but it's literally what they use. Like, they'll, like, people just don't like well, me because I. who is the audience? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like angry men from his show or whatever, or just women too that I guess were just, didn't fuck with the shit. But like, 
they're happy to celebrate that they feel I'm not anywhere or that my shit is my shit sucks or it's not up to par or it's not doing numbers. Like they go out of their way to come and comment and talk about that and say like, ah ha ha, you got fired. And it's like, that sucks. You know, like that, it doesn't feel good to like have to always think. And like everyone could say like, we'll drown them out, do whatever. But like, that's so much easier said than done when people are and the other end of that is like maybe if I had again I sound so needy but I think I am needy right now like as far as my healing goes but like you know if I had a mom that was celebrating me where you know when they're shitting on because like yes people a couple people on the internet could be like I love it so much you know whatever but it's like you're gonna hear your insecurity louder than the people Mm -hmm. complimenting it and you also don't know these people on the internet and you can brush off that nice compliment and say Ah, it's because they don't know me or so, you know what I mean like and it's like I think all my close friends maybe it's because I don't celebrate myself enough so my close friends like they'll say congrats but like what else could they do and so then I just never feel like I do anything you know so I don't know where this tangent just came from anyway but what I feel like we were talking about something that wasn't that the podcast I don't know but what about it See, it's not just me. You're there with me, too. No, because, like, you're saying a lot of stuff. I know. So it's like, which point are... Was I harping? I don't know, but... Um... You left the podcast feeling like one you didn't want to Oh, No Jumper. And... Yeah, and... Um... What about other things as well that you didn't elaborate on? You look so nervous. Doing No Jumper because it was live. Oh, I think I was just saying the negative crowd and stuff like that. But going back to that, so I didn't want to do, I don't think that's what I was talking about, but whatever. I didn't want to do a podcast at all after that, but then I kind of just changed my mind again. I got a few messages in the last couple days, I guess after the Joe stuff, but people saying, like, you know, women just reminded me, like, why they listen and what I did for them. And that was like, that was enough to be able to face my fear of, the negative shit I'm inevitably inevitably gonna get just to be like, all right, I know this was not the point I was making before y'all, so I'm sorry that I'm not bringing that home, but... I yeah. feel like, okay, I said this to you the other day. I was like, I don't even know what's going on with this Joe stuff, but I fucking support you, and I literally still, right now, we started this podcast saying we don't like drama, and we're not trying to bring drama into it. I don't even know what the fucking drama is. And as a former listener of the podcast which I would still be a listener but then it would just be listening to the stuff we've already talked about Mm -hmm. but I would still like there are so many people Marissa that are here for you and like didn't come from there that are here for what you have to say because that's me like and I want y'all to know I'm here for y'all only too I'm so (laughs) sad that Laura and Leah aren't doing their podcast anymore Leah I'm here being a fabulous housewife yeah Laura's a mommy congrats to both of you ladies (laughs) but like I really like respect the things that you have to say the things that they have to say and it has like I didn't come from that and so I know that there's me and there's right. Jocelyn and there's and that's two people that you're actually close with. And then imagine all the strangers that you don't know that feel the same way as us. Well, I do just want to say, guys, feel free to like hit me up. Let's talk we, about us. Like I, you know, like I need y'all as much as apparently, you know, when you guys do say those really fucking awesome things and that the show 
you know, does something, whether it makes you laugh or think or whatever. We're going to make you guys laugh a lot more. Yeah. Uh, please. Yeah. I don't like being this emo version of me. I'm going to come no, around no, and be hilarious. No, no. This is important. Like, expressing vulnerability is important to reach the next level. And we are here. And I'm and almost there. I'm like, I'm like, I've been funny a couple. Because also, by the way, like, I haven't even, like, any conversation I've had in the pandemic has been, like, a deep conversation like this that's what the anxiety for me meeting seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time is like i just want to have fun i just yeah. want to hang out i want to be i stupid. don't want to be like what the fuck have you been up to tell me about your job tell me about your man tell me about your kids like i care but also i just want to hang out like i just want to be silly and stupid and Let's shove my feet high. under your butt I want to <laughs> laugh about nonsense. I want to talk about bullshit fucking, like... That's the other thing about, like, working in music, right? Like, I've been so jaded about, like, because I know all these motherfuckers or I know their type at this point. Like, my favorite pastime was gossiping about music shit because it's, like, ah. I'm a fan of it. And now it's, like, I don't have any good gossip to gossip about because that's I don't like, like you, any of that shit. Like, I don't want anyone gossiping about me, so I don't really give a fuck about Yeah, that's no kind of, I think, where I've, I think that's what it is, too. I Because like half of it is not even now. real. It's not. It's all, like, no, it's I mean, just like we know that. Shit. We know the deal about all that bullshit, too, but it's, a lot of people don't, so I don't know. But, I mean, that's a whole other story no, for we'll a different subject. No, we'll make you guys subject. laugh. I want to, okay, we have, if we're... I don't know where this podcast yeah, is headed in the plan. future. I don't have a game plan. But right I think that you'll, I mean, we need to deliver some more. Well, here's where my thought process is. Like, even today, Joyce didn't know we were recording an episode. I had no a, idea. It's me, Completely Joyce, blindsided. And we have Angela here who's helping us behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And so, and Taylor's on the other side. Shout out to Tay. I miss you so much, Tay. I hope you're listening. I don't know if you made it through a minute, 55 seconds, he did not. 57 That's an hour, not a minute. But, um, Carry. I'm done. But so I didn't tell anybody we were recording because I don't know. I just decided in the last minute, I'm like, we do need at least an update at the very least. Like, what's going on? What's everything? And we do have more eyes on us because of the whole scenario. So it's like, I guess, do it right now. Let me not wait anymore. And if I can reach even one more person that this resonates to, then that is all the better. I think it shows, too, like, bro, we all go through shit, whatever type of shit it is. And, like, you know, so, like, you were saying, like, with this, like, music industry shit or whatever, it's, like, so many people try to front, like, everything's all good all the time. And, like, even just social media outside of music, it's, like... Our Instagrams are this perfectly curated versions of ourselves, and we're never, you know, trying to... I feel like authenticity is really missing, and everybody tries to say, like, unapologetic, like, unapologetically this, unapologetically that. It's like, yeah, but how many people are really saying, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck that they're going through? And unless you hear from, from people that you admire, anybody, it's like from your friends, it's like... If you don't hear this stuff, it's like you feel like you're going through so much stuff alone. And it makes it so much harder. And at the end of the day, it's not true. We're all going through shit. And, like, my mom always said, like, every family has family drama, not just our family. Because I remember growing up being like, why does our family always fight? And why does this person not talk to this person? My mom's like... Every single family goes through that. You don't know it, but that person's mom is cheating on this person's dad. Like, everybody's doing some crazy shit and, like... I'm like, no, everything is perfect. Like, they are, they do this for me and they do that. And she's like, nope. 
And like, it's true. It's like that, you know, this level of transparency is really difficult. And it's, you know, people don't even have conversations like this sometimes with their closest friends because they want to appear super strong. And, And sometimes that's necessary. You need to have like people that you see as rocks in your life. But then it's also like everybody has something going on. And if we don't hear it, then we're all just treading water and we're just trying to get by by ourselves and we need this and I think that you know like having a million deep conversations a day like is rough but this is going to a lot of different people so I'm sure that there's somebody that can take away something positive from everything that you're saying and I don't think that it's for nothing at all and that's why I mean for sure this episode was like I knew we at least have one episode in us. There's a lot to review over this last, you know, I'm learning a lot and I hope that me regurgitating it this way is a helpful way, like you said, that someone could take something from it, even though it's obviously very specific to my unique situation. No, we all got but, yeah, problems. We all have some health issues. We might, you know, this might inspire someone to go to the doctor to check anything. something out that they've been ignoring for a long ass time. Let me tell you, even if you have health insurance and a gynecologist, I suggest Planned Parenthood because I feel like they care so much more about women's reproductive health and they're like really invested in making sure that you're okay and not getting a paycheck because if you don't have health insurance you can go there for free 99 and they will still treat you like you're paying a million dollars so even though i'm fully insured up now which is again new thing very fun and exciting bitch was up in planned parenthood i fuck with them hella hard don't know where this tangent just came from but um might i suggest planned parenthood for all the women out there um, and please donate to your local Planned Parenthood as well. Uh, what? They are always looking for, well, plug for them, yeah. And sponsor us, too, no, just kidding. Um, but, uh, damn, what were we saying, though? You were saying what? This is all, this is good. This is good shit. Oh, Talk about your just shit. Just what, what we're doing. So I don't know if we're going to come back every week, if we're going to come back in three weeks. I Ideally, I would love to say... And right now, where my mind is, and based off this, I believe I will be back in a week, and we'll do this every week. Um, But I'm not going to make that promise because my mental health is up and down all the time, too. And I'll have four days of, like, nah, I got this, dog. Like, I'm going to figure this stomach shit out. I don't know. And that's the other thing, too, career-wise. I don't know what I want to do with that because I realized over the pandemic, like, I never dreamed bigger than that like I saw when I was younger that I was a good writer I didn't even think about writing dreams I thought about I want to be a famous actress I guess really and that was even just like a ridiculous thought I didn't think I was really gonna do it especially because my mom wasn't down for that shit anyway so my, like I said earlier, I always felt like I felt like my career was kind of that of circumstance. It was like, oh my god, I lost my train of thought again. But anyway, just that I fell into all that shit and what, what, what did I start that with though? Come on, Marissa, this is you got to do better than this, sis. This isn't this isn't good.
Love that. This is why Angela's here, everyone. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. This is actually like, I've always wanted that, to have someone and actually Let's have cry. the night. Wow. This is beautiful. This is like the girl so fucking, wow. Um, one more time, because I just forgot again. Because I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, it's about, like, can't promise anything in terms of mental health. Right. Career-wise. Career-wise. Trying to figure it out. So I realized that I have accomplished every short-term goal that I had come up with, right? Because I ended up at Hot 97 by God's grace. And again, thank you to Karen Civil for that internship, uh, RECO, way back in the day. That, um, you know, so while there, I'm like, okay, cool. I should strive to be on air. I should strive to do video interviews. I should be a personality. So literally, it was just kind of taking it as it went or whatever. And so I did all of that stuff, you know? Like, I, I've, I worked at the biggest radio station in the world to me, the biggest mm-hmm. hip-hop radio station. You know that matters? Yeah, like, that's the mecca to me, always and forever will be. Like, And I did the morning show, which is the biggest show you can have at a radio station as far as, like, being someone, you know, talking or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I achieved radio goals and... I think I always felt a level of imposter syndrome too. Like there's people that go to school for this, you know, there's people that Isn't major that crazy, in broadcasting. that imposter syndrome? Dog. And like, even with my journalism, like God blessed me with a skill that is just something I was born with. I didn't go to school for journalism. I didn't take a, a creative writing, I mean, in high school I took one, like, but you just write stories. Like I didn't take it. I didn't learn anything from that shit. You know, like I read a lot of books and, told a lot of stories and I could write good shit, you know? So I would feel imposter syndrome there because my career became a journalism career where my peers are people that like really went to school for this shit and fucking like are striving for like a book or a magazine cover, both of which I've done already too. So I'm just like, damn, all right, maybe even I step out of that space too because uh, there's other people that deserve it more. I guess I look at it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's not even about the deserving more, but it's just also like, I feel like I accomplished that. Like if, if I wanted to get in, so all of that to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing <laughs> at this point. Like I, I'm just literally freestyling and, you know, I have my show with hip hop DX. Please watch. It's called hacked. We have, Tech Nine coming next. So it's fun. Very cool. It's very cool. We have like surprise guests that surprise. Can you just name some of your guests that you have? So we've done just, three. It's been a very off. long, tedious process that has not gone off without hitches because there's been many. But we have three episodes so far. The first one was Jim Jones, which is mm-hmm. super cool. And so the premise is we surprise them. Oh, thanks. We surprise them with people that like kind of they grew up with or that like helped them early on. And then they bomb the Zoom, which I don't know how this is going to transfer over to the real world when we're done with Zoom, but anyhow. They're going to bomb IRL. Yeah, well, that's going to be a lot of coordinating in flights. But, um, so they bomb the Zoom and they, you know, the artist gets happy and we get to talk about some memory shit and it's just fun. Like, it's a cute way to just make people happy and, so like, see gym, them smile. Oh, yeah. One. We did gym and the guests were um, Tuma from, he's at, I guess, Spotify or YouTube now. Sorry, his career's so fucking storied, but he started back then at MTV Jams, and um, so he surprised Jim and like talked about early MTV Jams days and the early videos, and then his cousin Dave that he lived with at a time back in the day and like saw him become like Jim Jones, the CEO and rapper, 
And that episode, I mean, that interview from me, like, probably the coolest shit I ever did. Of like, course. I got to fucking talk dipset shit. Oh my God. Everything that you eat, breathe, live. Dipset for, like, literally, dipset made me who I, like, they created this whole last. 18 years of my life. Like That's some shaped, crazy shit. Actually, 19 years because it started in May 02. Oh my gosh, because Cameron's album. So next year will be my 20 year anniversary of literally like Dipset's universe created my world from being a fan of them to going to the store, meeting Karen Civil, meeting Working hot. Max B. Yeah, everything came because I was a Dipset fan. So yes, my life revolves around those people. And that interview to me, I could probably interview Hove and it wouldn't mean as much to me as interviewing Jim Jones. And I know that sounds like crazy talk to a lot of people. No. But to to me that was like that's my that was my idol. My idol. Like I love these people. Got like posters wall to wall. Like Alright, so boom, we got Jim Jones who Oh else? sorry, yeah, I'm going crazy. Then the next episode was Zaytoven. Lit. And so we surprised him with um let's not, let's, yeah, let's watch the episode. Let's be surprised, you gotta watch it, figure yes. it out. And then um the most recent episode was Royce the Five Nine and his hey, father was a special was guest shit. and that was very beautiful and Joel Ortiz as well. So if you wanna hear some slaughterhouse talk, sure, go over there. And we have Tech Nine and Twista in the can coming up next and the Tech Nine shit, like one of his special guests is a radio veteran who he came in and like said like, oh, I mean, I know he was like gassing a little, but the fact he even said it at all, he was like, Marissa, you know, I only agree to do this interview because I really respect your craft and like, I, I really fuck with your work. And again, no, he was gassing because he super fucks with tech, but just for him to even like care and to no, say that was so crazy. Like, oh my gosh, on. what a fucking honor and honor and honor and honor. And, oh you my god, you can't be okay. Like, we one thing is is that when other people recognize talent in you, you can't like minimize what yeah. they're saying because they're taking the time to bless you. Facts. So, you saying. Someone who's a legend who's like, no, this is it. This is the person. That's like discrediting them. Yeah. But they have all of the the accolade to bless you, so receive it. Yeah, I received that for sure. Like that was such a cool moment. And even and in the twisted interview too, I reminded him, I was like, I don't know if you remember I mean, I know he remembers. I was like, I don't know if you realize, but that was me three years ago that rapped your is that your oh, chick yeah, Actually that was four years ago. Holy balls. Um his remix on Is That Your Chick? And, um, and I told him, I was like, yo, like I actually, I had like LimeWire, I guess at the time or Napster or some shit. And I downloaded the track and I just sat there and wrote out the lyrics because no lyrics site had that underground record. And also it was a really, like, they weren't going to know what he fucking was saying. So I was like, yeah, I sat there and wrote out and he was like, you know, that's how I know you're a real ass, like rap fan. Like you really like that was some, and I, it, I felt so honored. I'm like, I am. Thank you. Like, I was like, I didn't this do that true. shit. That so that was a cool ass moment too so i feel like i got my little flowers in those two interviews and i really appreciated that because this shit is not fucking easy people and um but yeah all that to say i do i do hope to continue weekly i think a big portion of it depends on y'all too like again feel free to reach out and chat with me because 
you know, I Marissa wanna... wants to see some DMs. Yes, I want to know that y'all are Instagram out there. Love. She she I'm feels needy. like on Twitter there's no love, but Instagram we know you there. So yeah, you gotta like slide in. Come through and talk to me, and you know, I like giving advice. I realize I feel so happy when like I can help other people understand some shit. So feel free. I mean, don't ask me for advice. I I do better talking, and I actually. A lot of people can tell you that I've sent voice notes back. Like, listeners, they ask me questions, and I send voice notes back because I have things to say. But, I mean, let's we could try to get back on the emails again, too. M-E-I-A-Podcast.gmail.com. I, I took it off my phone. I wanted, like, bro, when I tell you I was at a point in my depression, in my journey, that I was just like, I never want to speak on a podcast again. Every time I open my mm. mouth no one understands what I'm saying. It keeps coming back to me in a negative light. It keeps coming back to me in ways I'm not putting it out in the world. Like I only ever want to be surrounded by positive energy because I become negative energy when people respond to me negatively. All right. So we need some blessings and some graces to come our way. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, just take a second. Like, Think some good thoughts. If you want to slide in the DMs, please do so. But we need some encouragement in the building. <laughs> That's so pandery. No, but... <laughs> hey, we're being We're human and transparent. And it was 11-11 at the thingy when we said that. So, hey, now. Um, but, yeah, I really... I, I, I can't explain to you enough. And I, I hope that you... Oh, hi, Mommy. Chi-Chi says hello, everyone. Um, I hope that... <laughs> she's the coolest. I hope that... Um, fuck, I know I just lost my train of thought. But I hope you guys enjoy this and feel seen and heard with us. And Thank you for rocking with us for so long. Seriously, because... Oh, that's what I was going to say. I hope you know that when you guys reach out and you say these things to me, that that is literally what keeps me going and being creative and doing shit too. I look awful. Don't call me that camera. Um, okay. But I love you guys and um, we're going to we're gonna aim to do this every week. Cannot guarantee. And so it is. <laughs> and thank you. Yeah. So it is. And it will be potentially. 